Hey gang, West Buck here, Drag Illustrated Magazine, checking in. It is Monday night, November 22nd, 2021, and of course, it's time for the DI Ride Along. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, I'm on the road this week, checking in from Northeast Missouri, back in the uh, original Drag Illustrated, not the original Drag Illustrated office. The, <laughs> the original Drag was the original in a chicken coop? I think Something it was. Like that, the, right? the original was in a chicken coop um, in, <laughs> southern, in central Iowa, actually. It was not like a modestly remodeled chicken coop, not like a nicely remodeled chicken coop, but a modestly remodeled one. So did it uh, still have chickens or no? No, just the, just the shit. The, it was rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be honest, looking back at that, uh, rough moment, but, uh, thank you guys all so much for joining us. I encourage you, please stop whatever you're doing and join us on the discovery channel as we take in, I think this is episode five or six. And I think that might be times two because they've been, there's been a couple times there's been two episodes on, I don't know what the number is, but join us as we check out tonight's episode of Street Outlaws No Prep Kings season four as the uh, stars and cars of Street Outlaws No Prep Kings roll into Boise, Idaho. Um, as you can see, if you're watching along right now, places packed elbow to elbow, wall to wall. And tonight we are joined by the one and only future Street Outlaws star, Callie Mills, on the cover of our Drag Illustrated Women of Power uh, issue oh, two years ago now. I've got I it. Think it was last I believe year. so. Yeah. Last year. How, yeah, how time flies. Year. Yeah. Oh, how time flies. Uh, daughter of the legendary drag radio superstar, Dwayne Mills, Oklahoma's best. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for Callie, having me. This is going to be fun. We also have quickly going to have to get Lyle established on the payroll. You may go ahead and fill out a W-9. And send I don't think we can you. afford him. We can't afford him. After know, all this. <laughs> Nancy, it's Nancy at dragillustrated.com if you want to shoot that hey, over. You better, you better lock in a rate, so. <laughs> exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only uh, Cletus in Cars Burnout World Champion, Let's the go. one and only Motion Raceworks own, <laughs> Mac Fab's own, the one and only Lyle Barnett, Modern Racing's own Lyle Barnett. What's up, brother? How's it going, man? Man, hanging out with you guys, talking about drag racing. Uh, most important guest, lest I forget, all of y'all. Thank you guys so much for being here. Please. Click like, click subscribe, click share. If you're watching along on Facebook, make sure you're clicking like, make sure you're clicking share. Help us put the gospel of drag racing in front of as many people as we possibly can. We have a handful of other special guests that may pop in with us throughout the night. Um, if you're watching along in the comments and we feel like you've got a solid opinion, hell, we may send you the link to join us. Um, and I say that to entice you all to throw your thoughts, feelings, and opinions into the comments those comments mean so much to us they help us in every imaginable way and it's just fun to have a drag racing conversation with our friends on monday night it really is man i mean we look back at these comments for weeks so if you're watching on youtube make sure you subscribe to the drag illustrated youtube channel and uh without further ado let's get into it guys i guess um we were just joking about this and i want to maybe we should issue an apology mike jt to everybody lyle um you don't, you don't really get to watch the show when you're running your mouth the entire time. That's right. <laughs> it's it's hard. Um, but we're going to try to follow along. From what I understand, Callie, are we going to see – we're going to see a little bit of uh, Oklahoma's famous daughter, first daughter here. Well, today. I'm not sure if they're going to show – I know they showed it in the previews, but I know that it was on right before this because the team attack is what I've been running, which is really cool because anyone that has a car that fits the rules can show up on Friday night and draw a chip to actually race on the show. Um, so it's cool because Pilgrim has allowed 
you know, us nobodies, the future street outlaws, to actually race these stars and kind of get some TV time, um, get our feet wet and see, you know, if we'd be good on the show or if not. So um, in Idaho, I actually wrecked on Friday night. Um, we got a brand new car out. We debuted it in Virginia. I was on what, two weeks ago in Virginia and then last week in Idaho because the team attack is on Friday night. And they air it a week before the actual Street Outlaws No Prep Kings um, show. But so tonight will be Tucson Team Attack right after this show. Um, okay. I wrecked the brand new Kong car in Idaho. Um, I only have like 14 passes on it, but I, but we just got out there, got out of the groove. I went to throw the shoot. The shoot got wrapped underneath the wheelie bar and it sent me into the wall. So, do you guys yeah. have you guys noticed? Um, and we're so sorry to hear that, um, Callie. Yeah. And it's it's uh, I was watching, I guess I saw a live video maybe of this moment on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where I saw this, but I saw the grainy like from the starting line video, and I'm going, Oh, and we all, I don't, I, I think I speak for everybody at Drag Illustrated, but when you have someone on the cover of the magazine, you kind of become part of our like extended little circle or family. You know what yeah. I mean? And you just, uh-huh. you, you, even though we like, it's not like we're having Thanksgiving together. We all hang out all the time, but it's like, it makes a difference. I mean, you start to yeah. just have a little bit different of a, a well, we, we put know, our, we put our really good friends on the cover, you know? Yeah. That's pretty much how, how many times yeah. you, how many times you've been on the cover? Well, the man. reason hang I on, said, hang on, I, I'll, I'm going to point at the number real quick. <laughs> oh, here we go with oh, this. No. Oh no. Oh no. I'm never gonna live the point down. I'm sorry, mm. big dog. Um <laughs> listen, the reason I brought that up and interrupted you like that, Callie, like a super jerk, was because have you guys noticed that that wheelie bar getting wrapped or parachutes getting wrapped around the wheelie bars? It seems like I've seen that. I mean, it's always happened, but I've seen it a lot this year, don't you think? Like it seems like there's no, been where, a where lot of those see moments. That? Um, um, off the top of my head, I'm thinking of like Justin Bond and Braid and Brainerd. Bond. Um, yep. There was one. I know Steve um, Kev, uh, Keith Haney had a close call. Mm-hmm. I think at Martin, maybe where the wheelie bars uh, shoots fell between the wheelie bars well, and didn't Kevin our buddy Tommy Cunningham. Yes, yeah. Kevin Ryden. Kevin Ryden had a weird deal um, where it uh, really scary deal. It got wrapped. It got wrapped around the tire or something. Blew the the wheel tub the out. Whole, yeah, ripped the whole rear. Oh, yeah. Chadwick, Chad Hello. Reynolds in the house. Look at who showed up. We can't hear you. We can't hear him. No audio, Chad. One Uh-oh. second. Okay, how about now? There, okay, there yep. you go. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Andy sounds good. This button right here, that mute button, it yeah. works. It works. Awesome. It's you every time. Yeah, yeah it's when it's blinking time. at you, then you're muted. Just I like, know. Yeah, I figured that out. Okay. Um, I didn't realize that. I mean, I didn't, you know, Lyle's here, but whatever. But I didn't realize that Mike and Murder and the Callie Mills were going to be here. I mean, Jesus. It's almost Star unbelievable, studded. man. It is. Star-studded. It's almost yes. unbelievable. Um, hey, ladies you know, and gentlemen, bankshift.com. No, you got to let me introduce okay, you. Okay. You don't come on the show without a big-time introduction. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Texas by way of California – Right. Unbelievable. Yep. Bangshift.com's own in many ways, one of the most celebrated and beloved voices in the sport of drag racing. Let's give it up for Chad Reynolds. What's Let's up, my friend? Oh. Yeah. 
Thank you, Bro. thank you, thank you. Good to have you. We gotta work. We got an applause track. You know, I, yeah. dude, I like that. An applause track would be yeah. awesome. Except, it don't is. give that to Lyle. He'll just carry it around with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got that in his head. Yeah, it's on. He's on his AirPods. It's like number one track. Like the Eagles walking everywhere. Clap on. I know, right? Oh my goodness! Thanks for being here. Chad, no, what were you going to say about the wheelie bar thing? Um, because that has, it's, I don't know that it's, maybe I don't keep count well enough, but it does seem like I've seen more stories about this on social media, so much so that our buddy, sponsor of the show, Tommy Cunningham at Stroud, like they were, they've been making nets for the top of people's, which isn't necessarily a new yeah, thing, but I've just seen several people talking after, about it. After the situation happened, we went, we ordered wheelie bar nets for both of our cars. So. Well, so, and I'll tell you why it's happening. One of the reasons, one of the reasons is because there's no longer, this is going to sound so bad. Um, it's okay. Send sanctioning it. bodies are no longer dictating what arrow mods are or are not allowed. Okay. Hmm. So you get a sanctioning body like NHRA, they have such specific rules, right? On how long the wheelie or on how long the rear spoiler or wing right. can be, what the spoiler is, how the bill can like, be. Yeah. All of those things, what wicker bill can be on it or not. Well, but with everybody running what we'll refer to as outlaw pro mod cars, there's no rules on that in a lot of cases. Well, the problem is you get the deck of this thing longer because you get way more you know, surface of that spoiler back there, which makes the car way more stable. I mean, it's a good thing from that standpoint, but then you still mount the parachute in the normal spot and it's got so much more, you know, spoiler hanging out there. It just can't get out there and get yeah. the air in it. And it circles under like Lyle was showing. And it's just a combo of those little things. And the other thing, and I got to tell you, and I know Lyle will agree with me on this. Lyle's pro mod car runs spring assist parachutes. And I am a firm believer. The air launchers, the air launcher, the aluminum rod for the air launcher is so flimsy. If it's bent even the little bit, it totally slows down how those push out. And I know a lot of people that are in love with the air launchers. I am old school. I like a wind up spring launcher. You know, it's going to work every time. Yeah. You those know, things are fragile. Yep. They've got Stevie, ours. Yeah. Ours had a carbon disc too. carbon disc, yep. small <clears> little rod. And too. I mean, you've got to be super careful when you're pushing that thing in. Yeah, because if it gets yeah. kinked at all, like it'll go in still. What yeah. they people don't realize, you're pushing such on a it good way point, harder man. than it's shoving. Out. I'll be like, honest. You know I, I, mean? I started I started uh, inverting the shoots from how I used to do them back in the day with the spring loaded. Yeah, I'm I'm inverted. I need I need t-shirt. I used to pack them with like the opening facing the the launcher, and that worked forever because then that little mini shoot catches it. Yeah, but with that way with the air launcher, I, we ran into a couple where the open part of the pack caught on the disc, ripped the disc off, ripped yeah, the launcher that's off. We had problems so we, I started turning it around and put like the flat part against the, the chute or against the launcher. So yeah, they're yeah. weird. It, it is. And why and do you, you know think what? that it that's like something that's more weird... heavily monitored, Chad? Say that again. Why do you think that's not something that, I mean, that seems like it, when you think about it, like in the context that we're having right here, like, I mean, it's a no brainer, right? You hear it like even logically, it, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, even if you're a layman, this makes sense, right? That you want to throw those shoots out there. Are you surprised that there's not like a, I mean, it just seems like something that should be a little bit more heavily scrutinized potentially. Well, and I, I wouldn't argue with you on that. I would say that, you know, it's one of those things where there is some personal preference and stuff that's allowed right, right. and people do different angles of the <laughs> shoots. Like 
so Callie, I'm going to use you guys as the example, right? You guys use Jeffers. Yeah. That guy is super smart. I love Larry. He's awesome. He mm -hmm. builds your cars from the front to the back. When you get your car from yeah. him, I mean, you guys may have to do some stuff with the drivetrain as far as, you know, engine and transmission, but, mm -hmm. but he's built you a complete car. A lot of people buy a car from, you know, from Larry or from, you know, Tim or, or, you know, any of them. Right. And they buy a car that's done, but not finished. So maybe they're doing some work to that car that isn't exactly the right length of parachute mount to go with everything else that's on the well, car. And they're or just they going to buy, buy whatever mount. They're going to buy the mount from soandso.com and they're just going to bolt it on. You know, like they're looking for, they're not worried about that. They're just like making sure they got the right bolts or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? That's a yeah. great point, man. They're not probably yeah. taking it to see Lyle and the guys at Modern, like right. the best <laughs> fit and finish shop in the country or whatever. Like, I mean, and right. there's no shame in that. How many, like, you know who I saw racing two weeks ago? Yeah. Blast from the past. Down in our neck of the woods, Doug Reister. Oh, geez. I mean, the dude, Doug Reister, a, a, a legend in yes. the door slammer drag racing world. Built he that built that car, his car himself, himself in his in basement. It. Yeah. Was, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, here's garage, the thing. But, but think about this. If I showed up next week at a pro mod race, right? If I show up at Snowbirds in a pro mod, I had to build it and it shows up on an open car trailer. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I don't own any of the other shit that's needed. Right. So, <laughs> right. So, you, you know, I'm that guy that's going to be like, Hey, Lyle's got some used junk I'm going to buy. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So yeah, maybe all the parts don't go together, you know? And again, that's no judgment. I just look at it and I think, and, and Callie knows and Lyle, you've had it happen too. It's, it's scary. I mean, and, you know, I've been in a pro stock car that had a, a parachute that, you know, got caught up in the wheelie bar, but not bad. So it wasn't, it didn't cause an issue, but we all know also when you're in the car and something weird happens in the shutdown, like it's scary. And, and I mean that like, in all, we all know it, like we don't freak out cause we're drivers. That's what you do. But man, I was, I was in a car one time at Moroso uh, or no, not at Moroso at uh, Gainesville go through the lights, pull the chutes. And at the exact moment I hit the chute handle, the right rear tire explodes, rips the tub out yeah, of the man, car, like destroys no, all this. Yeah. Well, your I brain mean, is like, what yeah. did I just do? Well, Not, and, oh, the tire blew up. <laughs> and something like, something like the parachute is supposed to be like a safety thing. Like I've always been taught, you know, if you get out of the groove or if the car is sideways, you can throw the chute and it'll straighten you out. Well, the shoe's not there to make things worse. It's there to make things better. So for me, I know after that happened, I was honestly like a little bit nervous. Like, well, next time if I throw the shoe, is it going to do the same thing? <laughs> so, but we, we got it all Let's talk out. about that. What I have a the, solution uh... though for all of it. Oh, this ought to be good. Outlaw wheelie bars. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> oh, the Brett Kepner rule. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The Brett Kepner rule. Outlaw wheelie there. bars, baby. Yeah. On hey, the bumper, quick, bitches. Let's go. I'm gonna I'm sending you I'm sending you Donald Long's um contact chat and you just get on his show. Yeah. Hey, hey. Big tires and, and wheelie bars. That's and, what we do. Oh boy. Uh no. Yeah, no. Listen, I, probably I, the I, easiest thing though would be to mandate mandate the net on the wheelie bars. That's probably the cheapest yeah. and easiest, and probably the most foolproof thing to do. It's not going to save every case of, of something weird happen, but probably ninety percent. I totally more. don't understand why that's not like a mandatory thing. Like sometimes we have to 
we have to force these folks, right? Drag racers, by and large, are a reactive group. That's okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's kind of part of our DNA. I mean, we're, we're uh, inventive uh, and an innovative bunch, you know, by definition, for sure. Outlaws and people who push the envelope. But sometimes we need to have someone mandate, hey, listen, we have to protect you from yourselves. Yeah. This thing weighs yeah. 12 ounces or whatever. And you're probably not going to put it on here because you think it's going to somehow slow your car down. But here's what we're doing. We're putting these nets on there. I want to know, Callie, I think that this is something that doesn't get talked about. So two things, and we'll kind of spread this over the, the first half of the show here, the first part. Let's just go through. You mentioned this early, right when we were starting the show, and I want to get Chad in on this and Lyle, because Lyle had a really unique experience this past weekend at uh, the 2.4 hours of Le Mullets, followed by Cletus and Cars, both two very celebrated events with a lot of following online. Um, Callie, you mentioned that the Future Street Outlaws, like the team attack deal, it's basically open big tire. Are you guys proud of the investment and of time and energy that you guys are making in this type of racing? Because to your point, anybody who's willing to pay the two or $300 entry fee can come be a part of this scene. No, you're not going to necessarily be on discovery tonight. No, you're not guaranteed a spot against big chief, but you are yeah. getting yourself in the mix. Like, can you take us through your process, your dad's thought process, just kind of what yeah. you guys thought about this? And cause I mean, we're proud of you cause I wish more people would do it. Okay, basically, when my the first car that we built, the Golden Kong, my dad um, was driving, they didn't have this option. So, you know, we were just showing up racing the Future Street Outlaw class on Saturday night, um, and that wasn't filmed at all. So this season, they started this new team attack thing. So the team attack, you actually have to have a car that is legal for the Invitational. So like, and it doesn't really cost to even run it. Like we don't have to pay the $300 or whatever it is. You show yeah, right, up on right. Friday night. You literally, I didn't even know that was a thing until I showed up in Virginia and they're like, Hey, you're going to be on TV tonight. Like, and anyone that knows me, I, if you watch the Virginia show, like I didn't even fix my hair. I didn't, it was so hot <laughs> and I was just like on TV. I'm like so looking at myself on TV. I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have at least like fixed my hair if I would have known I was going to be on there. But um, <laughs> they, they're like, okay. So Let me just teach you something. Tonight. You got to do like me and just can stay ready. You know what I mean? Stay ready for the big time. Pretty. Always pretty. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. So, Continue. Um, uh, Basically, I show up. They're like, hey, you're going to be racing uh, the, the team attack tonight. And this is in Virginia. And then I was on in Idaho. And then um, Bellrose, which Bellrose hasn't shown yet. But so there were multiple times, like, I drew out the bucket. Every race we went to, I drew out the bucket. Because there's, like, five or six normally that show up. Sometimes there's only two of us. So it's two teams, two people from Future Street Outlaws. Two people from 405, two people from Texas, two people from Dean's List, um, et cetera, et cetera. And so I only got to be on the team attack show when there was only two of us because I can't draw or scrap. Like, I have no good luck. So, um, but then, like, when we were in Bradenton, there was a guy that showed up that had never ran no prep kings or even knew that he was going to be on TV like me when we were in Virginia, and he got the race and be on tv so i think it's really cool that pilgrim and you know no prep kings is like actually letting people be on tv and because i mean there's people out there that would build a car just be like i'm gonna go race 
discovery speech treat out and that was people. and that was all kind of new wasn't it i mean when you guys showed up for the, the team attack they i mean they kind of threw that on out there like well just last they minute, kind, right? no they did it like all the way through season four no so, but like, i mean i meant i meant when it first started though yes yeah, yeah like we didn't we weren't like told hey come and race the future street outlaw class that's going to be the forty thousand dollar to win on friday night like we weren't told that they just kind of like did it which that's how like pilgrim is they're just like yeah. they kind of fly by this i mean it's, Low, there's a little a, warning there's definitely a me- <laughs> method to their madness but like that's just how it is you just show up and you're like hey you want to race you want to do this like, yeah. can we bring beer money to that <laughs> No, that's what I was just going to say, because, the, you know, there's a ton of talk, um, you know, online. We all see this every time you get on social media. It's like, oh, if they let me on there, if they, you know, yeah. I would clean house, I'd mop the floor with these fools. And it's like uh, what Callie's telling us here and now is that, like, you can like so step up all you yeah. have to do right. is show up, you know, and yeah, like, you just have if, to build a car and show up. And let's be honest, if, your if you're fits. special. Let me tell you, if you're special, Sam Corcus will know it. Like, if you've got what it takes, show up once. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. seriously, mm-hmm. if I'm Stevie Jackson, I'm showing up because you're special, well, dude. And you don't even and have to have a car. You can find someone's car to drive. Yeah, so, man. Like, I mean, say, I'm, if I'm in those like, guys, hey, I want to drive your car. Showing up. You got to show up, right? Isn't like yeah. being presence 80, 90% of the battle, <laughs> right. just being there. You know, and I get surprised sometimes because it's such a hot button subject, but it's like, hey, listen, I understand you're not guaranteed a spot on the show, but if you show up and clean house like you forecast yourself to do and you think that you're a special guy or you're a personality or you're a guy that can move the needle, show up. Oh, Mm -hmm. my daughter's watching. Check this out. Hey, Soph. Hi, Wes. It's me, Sophia. You can tell, and I wish you good luck, and you're doing awesome. I love the hat on the show. Okay. <laughs> love you, Sophia. <laughs> Sorry, I derailed us. But don't you think somebody else chime in on that? Lyle, how long until we're going to see you just show uh, up? Maybe soon. Uh, we're, just, we're just trying to get some stuff together so we can make it happen. But, you know, with, with running the full NHRA schedule and all that we've got going on, it's just – Callie can tell you, I only ran two or three no prep Kings events this year and it was enough. And they run, I talked to Jack, <clears throat> excuse me, from Bill Atomizer last week. And I think y'all ran what, five or six in a row, like back to back. Yeah, weekend. we had, we had six in a row, luckily, not luckily, but we had to take two off, which they weren't our choice because I wrecked right. the car and then um, some unforeseen circumstances. But, you know, I mean, we, Honestly, we ran the last half of the season with him, and it was exhausting. Like, I was on the road for six weeks because if I wasn't racing, like, I was going to watch, like, Joey race, or we were going and hanging out and going to watch other people race. But it was definitely – and it's not like, you know, you have these races that are, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday races, and it's like you're there and you make a few passes on this day. And then you, this day you don't run until five and then you wait all day until Sunday to actually like race. This is not like that. You're there Friday, Friday morning, Thursday night, you set everything up. As soon as you get everything drug out, it seems like you're putting it up and heading to the next spot. So, I mean, and I'm not complaining because I love that kind of racing because, you know, you get, you get it done and you move on to the next uh, place. But 
I will say the the drive from Virginia all the way to Boise, Idaho was a rough one. So I uh, look at this. Hold on. Well, that's the thing about this. That's no damn good. Yeah. I was going to say, once you show up, it's like, you know, you've made the commitment or, or uh, kind of put yourself out there to be on the show. And now you're kind of expected to be there. And you got to be ready. I, th- I feel like that's almost what keeps people a little hesitant about it. Well, it's like, okay, <clears throat> once I do I this, now I've got to be. Now this is a huge commitment and a grueling schedule, and so it's it's really no joke. So I, I mean, it's it's kind of all in or all out. If you're gonna run the schedule, like you have to do it for a living. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. And I would say that the majority of the ones that run the entire season, that is what they do. You know, not I all of them, this, but most of them. But it's real so, hard to make a living doing that. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, a million percent. I want like mm-hmm. oh, everybody, JT, my, like check this out. All right. So last week, did you guys see Justin little country Swanstrom post the thing up about like, guess how much I spend racing? Yeah, no. I didn't see that. Yeah. All right. I don't no, know no. what the answer was, but he was like, going to get, it was like a contest. He was okay. going to give away, you know, it was like a drive traffic to my YouTube channel deal. Um, you know, it, guess what, how much I spend annually and you're going to win something, but you got to subscribe to the channel, blah, blah, whatever. And, uh, Anyways, I thought it was people were throwing stuff out all over the board and there were some really good guesses and it was kind of interesting. But I thought to myself, I wonder what that guy spent on diesel. Right. So I literally just pulled up Google Maps and technology. What the I mean, it's unbelievable. So I literally just typed in. I pulled up. I Googled the 2021 Street Outlaws schedule and I just typed in and then hit the plus sign, typed in Boise, hit the plus sign, typed in whatever Epping. The list go Denver. The list goes on. Start in Bradenton, end in, end in Bradenton, and what I came and now granted, some people went home between some mm-hmm. of these, but I I calculated from race one to race two to race three to four to fifteen. Okay, right. It was uh, twelve thousand four hundred and eighty nine miles. Right, and if an average and I googled the average price of diesel um, being three sixty one. Right. And if uh, and I Googled night or I looked up like the gas mileage of some of these Peterbilts and stuff like that. And it's nineteen hundred and twenty one <laughs> gallons is of the gas. Most math Wes has ever done. Dude, ever done. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Hey, wait, Wes, yeah. this is why we're friends. We are the same person. <laughs> I would do the same thing. So, I mean, this is like, look, this is my I could only put in so many venues. So I had to do two two yes. maps, but it was twelve thousand four hundred eighty nine miles, nineteen hundred and twenty one gallons of diesel. $6,936.20. And I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think that's that bad. I didn't either. Cause I, I was thought, expecting double that. 6,936. Well, is that thing? That's at six on. miles a gallon. Yeah. Okay. I think, well, and, and diesel's gone you know, up tremendously. And, since and, but I also, I figured if you put this in, I made this between 4,500 and 9,000. I think right. it's between 4,500 and 9,000. Like, I think it's closer to nine diesel. grand. Cause for me, there'd be like, Chips and candy bars and bullshit that I buy. And and because Bucky's doesn't allow big rigs, I would Callie's my girl on Bucky's, right? We we make sure that the rig fits into the Bucky's. Like I thought ever I was actually because it's a motorhome. It's not a big rig. It's a motorhome. So you can bring it in because no big rigs at Bucky's, baby. I could go eat it. I could go eat a steak before I spend at those places. On the Golden Gorilla. <laughs> no, 100%. I, love I went to my first Bucky's on my way to right Cleveland. Call your dad real quick and ask him how much you guys spent on diesel this year. He'll know. Text Who, him. me? Yeah. Oh, he's outside. He'll tell us. Dump truck. He'll he'll tell us. I bet he'll tell us. 
he's outside working on a dump truck. Well, I think it's cool. Yes. I mean, we're talking about the traveling. I think it's cool they went to a place like Boise, Idaho. Uh, which, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, a place that's known for its independent events, the Nightfire Nationals for 40 plus years, the new family legendary in the. Uh, in the in the track track ownership and promotion game so i really think it was cool for them to make a stop i'm sure they had a great turnout great fans so uh, i have to you're you're right on that mike yeah. that's a good point to bring up because yeah the new family is awesome that racetrack is awesome the the whole feel there is well, so unique. i've never been yeah. there dude in the early early pro mod days i mean they were kind of advocates for the early pro mod movement. They had a yep. lot of independent events. Um, and then of course the whole West coast, I don't know. It was pre PSCA, but right. whatever the association was of like the early West coast pro mod guys, that was, a uh, uh, their stomping grounds as well. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny, you know, you say that Wes about racetracks that, you know, we haven't been to or whatever this year, so many racing series went to new racetracks and like, Midwest so, Pro Mod went to observation. You're right, Great right? Bend. And Midwest yeah. went to SRCA, okay, yeah. in in Great Bend, Kansas, which you know, Callie, you were there. I mean, it's this big, yeah, dude. This place cool. is bonkers, though. Like it the is. whole it's joint crazy. is ran by volunteers, hundred yeah. percent. Literally, the dude who like the lady who runs the timing system oh, in the yeah. tower, which I was like hella flirting with this gal. She's an older lady. Um, she got a cane. And yeah. I'm like, oh, you're right up my alley, sweetheart. And oh, yeah. uh, I, I was driving her crazy. And But she's been there for 27 years. Never yes. missed a race. The guy who's the foreman of the property yeah. never missed a race. He has to take time off from his real job to be able to do it. It's absolutely unbelievable, man. I mean, yeah, that, Keith that called facility. me and said, hey, what racetracks do you think we should go to? And I said, "Have do you have SRCA on the list? He said, yes. I said, do not miss it. Like they just made it all concrete by raising money, right? The place we do Rocky Mountain Race Week there all the time. I think John Stouffer, his life may have been saved by those high walls. Correct. That were brand end. new. What and brand so what new. is the story behind that? Is there so much crosswind there, Chad? Because the the walls scale up, so they're like whatever the standard height is all the way down the track. Mike, you would appreciate this because your dad's been in one of these crosswind type of situations. And then, like past the finish line, they they ramp up to maybe I'm going to say maybe five feet they're, concrete walls. Yeah, I don't know what the height is down there, but I can tell you that I've seen that more and more at newer. Yeah, all the Bruton Smith tracks have that yep. graduation it, up towards the last yeah. like th few hundred feet of the track. Yep. It's significant down there. And John Stouffer, when he got out of shape, I think at any other track, like that, you know, a typical eighth mile, you know, nitty gritty track, he's in the grass, he's in a scoreboard, you know, oh, yeah. he's in a beam field. Very scary, man. That place is rad because you could run two miles and never run out of okay stuff yeah. to drive on because it's huge i mean it was an old yeah. air force base it's also the location of the very first <clears throat> nhra national event in history right it was the u.s nationals was there i mean it was the place and the well and it's the racetrack where daphne ran her quickest and fastest pass oh. right on her last race like that place that's was amazing rad. man we did we actually put her ashes in uh the parachute um of mcgilton's camaro i've got that I'm, video on my phone 
Yeah, and it was the first oh. run he ever went over 200 miles an hour was with her in the shoots. And oh, I was wow. next to him in her car. Like that place is, for me, is <sighs> real special. But it's just a rad racetrack. Like it is. It really such a is, good place. man. There's yeah. a vibe there and an energy there. I got two questions. One second, yeah. Ben six sixty. Is Bucky's really that good, bro? Yes. <laughs> go to it one. really is. Yes. Hey, go I to went one. to I went to my first Bucky's on the way to uh Freedom Factory last week. I don't even know what town I was in. And um, right. And life changing. Un- okay. We tried to go to ne- Bucky's when, when I pulled we in the parking Fort lot and you talked us out of it. I've never been. I've never been. A hundred gas pumps. I've never been. Yeah. Uh, it was on our way somewhere. We would go. Yeah. Like, it was like oh, 45 minutes way. out of the way. Yeah. Like, so, Dude, I did like, the route for Rocky Mountain Race Week 2.0 and made them stop at three Bucky's on the trip this year. What's so great that about it? Awesome. Give us the top three or things about Bucky's. A okay. hundred well, gas pumps, like, barbecue. Yeah. And yeah. all the snacks any human could ever want. Well, and like, okay. hey, have you ever? Unbelievable. It have is. You good ever, point, Wow. Have you ever, Mike, just needed to lose two hundred dollars? Have you ever been in a situation where you're like, "Fuck, I got two hundred dollars that I need to burn right now." You know me; I got I plans for every shit dollar. I don't need, and uh, th- you just need to go to a Bucky's because you're fitting to buy some like. I don't know, farm to table Skittles. Yeah. Um, so you're saying I sure. shouldn't take my wife there? You know, oh, dude, you're going to find some too. stuff to buy. Or Sophia. It sounds like this. Sophia might just need to like move in over there. So that sounds yeah, like I mean, her they got swimsuits, like beach towels. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's they so... have a blanket for every holiday and then like plus some. So like the summer, they have like a bright colored blanket and then they have like a Halloween blanket and then they have a Christmas blanket and then they have just a normal regular Bucky's blanket and the Bucky's blankets I'm telling you do not lose their softness and they're the best like napping blanket because they're like just the right you know do you have a specific napping blanket Oh yes. my God. Your nap game must be strong. Oh, you Lord. need to text my wife. They're coming more and more places, Richard Hungwell. So just look them up. Look them up. Um, yeah, ben is asking, barbecue at a gas station. They have brisket, taco, brisket, yeah, burritos in the morning. So good. Every and they say this time. thing. What do they say? Br- uh, fresh brisket on the board. Yes. Or whatever. Yes. And they're over there chopping <laughs> shit up. It's, it's bad. I, I mean, yeah. I'm going to check this out yeah. next time. Like, yeah. Yeah. So when we go to Ennis or like XRP, we yeah. literally have Bucky's for every single meal. And he doesn't just, like, go get the brisket off of the deal. He, like, goes up to the guy at the butcher stand. And he's like, um, excuse me, can I get five pounds of fresh brisket or pulled pork or whatever? And he makes these people go and get, <laughs> like, make him fresh brisket. I'm like, Dad, really? He's been, he's the, like, the, brings the, it in the motorhome and says, Well, he don't want yeah. the lukewarm brisket. Yeah, yeah, I don't like a This whole yeah, this whole fresh. like uh Taj Mahal gas station thing is a Midwest thing. Lyle, all we have in North Carolina really is just like the sketchy corner store no, dudes hanging out in front of not it. True. Are right? you guys in the yeah. trap? We got, we yeah, got the we're, QTs. We're in the trap. Yeah, we QTs just we good. just started getting QTs. Hey, I like QTs. Like, quick like trip. Yeah, a few quick years are nice, man. Yeah, we just Agreed. started that. We've got Casey's. Tons of cases. All right, real quick. Oh, yeah, All right, let's go yeah. around the – so this is a great segue because I feel like we've already set the bar or we had the conversation w- about gas stations. Oh, Mike Bowman, um, the lord and savior of Pro Mod Drag Racing, is on TV right now, the winner of the first ever Drag Illustrated World Series of Pro Mod, $100,000 on Thunder Mountain. 
it, basically he like no offense mike he and your dad invented promod like it wouldn't even be relevant if it yeah. wasn't for mike bowman it's a yeah. fact he won the big one yeah, he won he the did. big one. He did. He submitted. He it. won the big Man, one. Man, you can tell the schedule. Mike Bohm is normally clean cut. And you I can know tell the this boy's got really, a full beard. Yeah, he just yeah. looks like he crawled out from underneath the trailer or something. Dude, Bowman it's is awesome. such a character. And I, oh. I hate to say this, but I've seen that guy, you know, on fire, sideways, upside down, in the sand, in the <laughs> air, way more times than anybody <laughs> should see anybody. At, like, dude, Bowman. But he's now, he, such a ride. Now he's building a car too, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right? I think I saw. Is his this cars still turbo or is this switch to pro charger? No turbo. Yeah, yeah. turbo, turbo. And yeah, the, I think, he's I, think got I saw the this OG car for Chevelle still remember. So yeah. yeah. And now the only thing I'm, wrong I'm on with the OG Bowman. Chevelle is that they Where calmed they like it down name. because at Vegas that thing used to leave the starting line and at about a hundred feet it'd pick the front wheels up and sit on the wheelie bar to about 1,100 feet. Every single run, front end in the air, a foot. And every live stream, people would just love it watching Bowman go down the race. Track. Oh, dude. Yeah. I'm such a big Mike Bowman fan. A, he's a great guy. He's a great dad. He's a great husband. He has a wonderful family. Yep. Um, he's a do-it-yourselfer at the, like, realist level. You know what I mean? Like, he's another guy. Chad, you mentioned this earlier. Like, if he wasn't able to do so much of this stuff himself, he wouldn't be out here racing. And I think nope. that's such – I love that being part of the narrative, to be honest with you. And seeing him have this opportunity to shine because he's way – he's accomplished way more, in my opinion, than, like – than it looks like do you know what i mean like he doesn't have a stack of wallies he doesn't yeah. have you know what i mean yeah. a multitude of shit but this dude's been in the conversation for so long and he's been i'm just a huge fan and it's great to see him have this opportunity to be on this platform that is no prep kings and it, two things chad are you watching the show no. uh -uh. oh you need to turn on your tv somewhere because that's part of this whole thing is watching no prep kings i had a funny feeling lida didn't even tell you what we were doing no, I have Here. no idea. <laughs> yeah, we're watching the show. And then I was going to use this as a segue. You're asking Walk a lot. Yeah, so we did. I don't have a TV. I'm in my garage. Yeah. Okay. Lyle's not watching it either. Okay. Well, Lizzie just about crossed the same line. That was as close as you can get. How's that different from. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I did not. Okay. So, okay, real I'm quick, sorry. let's go around the room. Six <laughs> big opinions here. We just established that Bucky's is the all time greatest gas station. Yes. Um, I want to, you know, Lyle, you were going hard in the paint trying to lure Waffle House in. What's, what's your late night diner of choice, guys? Let's start. JT, Waffle House, IHOP. Is, what's the other if, one? If, what? Everybody, right? If everybody does not have the same answer, and we're talking about leaving the racetrack, like leaving after the racetrack. Midnight, You've worked all day. Yep. Yeah. Lyle knows my answer. If everybody doesn't have the same answer, I'm getting off. My my late night choice is probably Taco Bell. But get out of here. Yep. No, that's only but, if you can out. only go a drive through with Taco yeah. Bell. It's, it's only because Arby's is closed, right? That's right. Yeah. And that's and that's because I'm you know, I'm probably leaving a bar actually, and <laughs> like it's the only thing open. Okay. And, now yeah, wait, we, Callie yeah. will agree with me that instead of Taco Bell, even though I grew up in California and that's the jam, you must go Taco Casa because mm. we don't have those. It's because they have a <laughs> chalada 
which is like an Enchirito from Taco yep. Bell. But that's a whole other really? discussion. So, oh, well, well, so JT, you're saying you're late. Okay, let me let me narrow it down. What's uh, what's the other one? Huddle, white Waffle yeah. House or Huddle House? Oh. Waffle House. Oh, I'm, I'm Waffle House. Waffle House. Yeah, yeah. Huddle House Mike. is only Huddle House is only there because Waffle House isn't there usually. So right. yeah, uh, Waffle yeah. House or Huddle House, Huddle Chad? Waffle House. Hands Lyle. down, Waffle House. Lyle, Waffle, Waffle House or Huddle House? Waffle House. Yeah, yes. there's Waffle no. Ha- Lyle's halfway pissed off at me yeah. right oh, now. For yeah. Like, I can't believe we're even having to have this. Well, there's two houses in, around here. When you're Lyle. racing with Lyle, L- and Lyle Pete, know about this, especially Pete. <laughs> Dude, oh, yeah. if you're racing with Lyle and Pete and Red, uh, when we're done at the end of the night, where do we? We're going to Waffle House. Like, there isn't even a discussion. It's like, are we going to eat? We know that whatever the closest Waffle Lyle, House. What about what about the Huddle House that's on the exit? I don't, uh, don't at VMP. I don't talk about Huddle. or what about the Huddle House in Rockingham? Okay, Those no, are the only two. No, no. no. JT, let me tell you what I would do. Callie's saying something. There's only one time that I've ever been to Huddle House. Okay, my whole life, racing career, everything, and it was when I was in Virginia at the See? shakedown. We went to eat breakfast at that Huddle House. That yep. is the only time I've ever been to a Huddle House. Yeah, I've never legendary. been to a Huddle House. Everybody in the comments, we want to know your opinion. You've got to dive in. You can't say White Castle, Ben 660. Yes, you can. You've got to say, <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I said the if question was Waffle House or Huddle House. White we're, Castle. We're, we're, and let's all, let's all tag say, Huddle House. Huddle what? House. What were you going to say? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say that if I left the racetrack and in my motor home and we're trucking down the road, I'm like, man, I'm hungry. I would drive my motor home through the front door of a Taco Bell to get to the Waffle House on the other <laughs> side of it. Like, you know what? And because you said that, maybe I would hope you were sitting in it. Because oh, that is yeah. the worst oh, answer dang. I've ever heard. Yeah, man, I'm going to leave the racetrack. Maybe I've we been don't to even the have bathroom to... in a few days, hey. but that would be the only reason <laughs> true, that I would go story. to a Taco Bell. Like, what? But we we don't even Bell. have a Waffle House here. I love Taco Bell here. from yeah. lunch. Dewey, Dewey West. Like, there's no, no Waffle there's, House here. And there's there's not a Waffle House. The nearest Waffle House is in been Columbia, Missouri. I've been kicked out of the one in Columbia. I've been And I got kicked out of the one in Kansas City, too. So, so I'm That's why I moved to Texas. track record on them. I got Bucky's, Waffle Houses. I drive Brokey's. In and out the thing that makes Waffle House great. In and out. Hold on. Waffle House. Waffle House is like Switzerland. It doesn't matter where the neighborhood is. Doesn't matter who it is that's normally there. You can go into any Waffle House, regardless who you are, and everybody looks at each other and it's like, hands up. It's like the hotel in uh in john wick right like nobody gets shot here because everybody's eating that's waffles so waffles. funny because it's true and everybody however if you're like uh you've had a couple glasses of wine or 37 beers or whatever and you're like looking to burn up a couple hours just waffle house fights oh yeah that <laughs> that will good. that will tie up yeah. some time i was about to say nobody's been drinking wine then goes to waffle house west that's a different no that's what i'm saying yeah. i watch the box, videos maybe. i watch the videos of people fighting they go up in there hot people roll up in waffle house looking for trouble man it's yeah. uh, the waffle it's house living. is is food and a show because you get to watch them like making everything and the dude's like scramble flat this that and they put like a piece of thing on the plate to delineate what the hell is supposed to be on it when it's, it's a whole thing it's awesome have you seen uh have you seen the movie tin cup yes and then and and they're all at the waffle house after he he makes it to the u.s open and <laughs> his, right, his, his ex, his hey, ex, hey, ex, ex- tripper girlfriend says says uh 
I got a little extra money. Why don't we go someplace nice? And then those guys are like, what do you mean, Darlene? <laughs> <We're> <laughs> JT, is, uh, is Tin Cup that movie with John Dutton in it? It's yeah. with uh, Kevin Costner, yeah. 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 You mean John Dutton? John Dutton, yeah. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. He's, John he's, Dutton. he is. He's John Dutton now. He's John Dutton. Yeah. 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 That was supposed to be a joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought hey, it was hey, a good joke. Hey, Yellowstone, say, Yellowstone is crazy good. responded to the text message I sent him, and his response is hilarious. I said, how much do you think we spent on diesel going to no prep kings this year? He said, his response, I'm not lying, it was less than the car I wrecked last year. <laughs> <laughs> it was less than the car last year. And yeah. I said, Fair I, enough, I said, OMG, dot, dot. He said, say it. I'm like, oh, say my it. God. Say it. Less than the car I wrecked last year, I believe. Hey, let's. Uh, I don't mean to change the vibe for, this, for the bad show. Here. You can do whatever you want. Well, but that was a scary deal, dude. We had a really yeah. scary deal with your dad. Um, right now, all the conversation has kind of turned. Mike's been talking to us um, for the last couple of weeks. Mike's tuned into a handful of the teams, and it's like there's making this move toward the street show. There's another show, right? Fastest in America. Yeah, it's about um, to start filming like right after Thanksgiving until like Christmas yeah. time. So yeah. does that give you pause, Callie, having seen what your dad went through and knowing like the, the differences between racing at a track with, I mean, we were just talking about a track in Kansas that's got like five or six foot tall concrete yeah. walls. Um, is it hard for you to wrap your head around, you know, some of these guys headed out to some stretch of that concrete um, um, in an industrial area or whatever to drag race? Yeah, I would definitely say I wasn't for my dad going at all. You know, we're track racers and we've always said like, you know, because we're right here in Tulsa, which is right outside right. 405, where Ryan and all those guys are. And we've always said, like, we were never going to race on the street because that's how my dad makes his living, is dive, driving big trucks and construction and things like that. So if he were to be, you know, illegally street racing and he got caught, it would not be good for him or his business. So I wasn't really for him going street racing in the first place. Like me and my mom weren't there at all, which is good in my opinion, because I'm telling you, if I was there and watched that happen and had been on the starting well, the street, which is the starting line or whatever, I don't know if I would have necessarily even gotten back into a car after what the car looks like. Like I didn't even go look at the car because that car in me had a lot of history. Like that was the first car that I really, besides the Panda car and the X275 car, me and that car I mean, we were on the cover of Drag Illustrated together. That was the first big tire car ever driven. That's, you know, it was just a, a lot of stuff. And people probably think I'm weird. I mean, Lyle, you guys, all, everyone can probably attest to this. Like, when you drive a car, it's like they become like your family or something. And, like, when they oh, brought yeah. the car home, they didn't even bring it. I didn't even go look at it. I didn't, I didn't see it. I, they took it down underneath the portable building and cut it apart to take it and throw it back behind a shop. So... Um, I think, I mean, to each their own, you know, these guys make their living doing street racing. That's what they have going on right now. Just like they got done with no prep Kings and that's what they do for a living. I think it's for some people and some people it's not really for, and I would say I'm not, I feel like I don't have the experience to go out there and be on the street and, in such a caliber of car, like the golden grill or the golden Kong, but um, some of these guys, you know, they've been doing it for years and everybody wrecks and you just better hope that you have the right safety equipment because I know for yep. sure if my dad didn't have the right safety equipment that he wouldn't have made it through it. No, It's definitely an acquired style of driving. Like I've 
not to that level, but I've been <clears throat> done a bunch of no prep racing over the past couple of years. And like, I have a whole new respect for what they do or what you guys do. Um, it's def it's way different. Um, it's, you can't really compare it to anything else. Maybe some of the lesser prepped pro mod stuff, but it's still way different. And like you've, you either drive the car or it will drive you where you don't want to yeah. go. So, well, know, and I feel like it's also like dad, like when my dad talks about it, like I hear him talk about it and he's like, it's a whole beast like in the throttle, but he's like getting a car slowed down from, you know, a hundred, a mile an hour on a street that's not prepped is almost as bad as trying to get it down the street. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I've never done it before. Do I ever think I'll do it? I'm not sure. You know, I mean, there's guys calling me. I'm like, hey, are y'all coming down to the streets? Do y'all come in? And I'm just like, I'm not. As a driver, I've never put myself in a situation that I wouldn't be comfortable in. I mean, you know, at the track, it's a different story because I mean, you're tying yourself to a beast. You know, you never know what's going to happen. But I just feel like it's a lot safer. Than you're controlling a, a slew of variables by doing yes. it at a racetrack. Yes, yep. exactly. So, and I, and I'll tell anybody, I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. Like my dad, he, he is peer pressure. Like he'll, but I am like hard headed. I'm like, no, I ain't doing it. I'm going to do it. Well, I got to tell you, man, I mean, I'm not. for you, for you to come on here, Callie, and acknowledge that you don't think you have the experience to be in that situation. I think it says a lot about you as a human. I mean, beside race car driver i think yeah. it says a lot about you as a human that you just i mean and that's that's something like i think that uh knowing about yourself self-awareness is like the ultimate life hack right i mean yeah. it really is like knowing yeah. where you're strong where you're weak knowing what you're good at what you're bad at knowing situations that you're vulnerable situations that you're especially strong like that's the ultimate life hack and i think to yeah hear you say that in a public forum is really cool. And I, I applaud it. And it's a great segue because this style of racing with like the brutally unprepped surface, because I think it's, uh, we've established this. We've talked to D disco Dean a couple weeks ago. Um, we've had, uh, who else have we had on this show? Mike JT. We've had a bunch of them. Um, doc, uh, Boos daddy, doc, Dave, Boos uh, daddy, yeah. Dave, boosted. It, Jeff yeah. Lutz. Jeff Jeff Lutz. Lutz. Yep. It's a much different deal. Like racing on a track that's not prepped is still sketchy, but it's a totally different deal than racing on like bare etched concrete or asphalt. Well, and um, there's just no retaining, there's no walls, and they've usually got those hard curves. Yeah, I, mean, hard I curve. think that that's the yeah, that's that, the problem that, that's there. Awful. And, not and that, the racetrack comes around. Yeah. You make yeah. hits right. on it, it becomes a normal. Yeah, they're burning out through yeah. there, and then and they've all said that the rubber's pretty good towards the end. You right. know. Yeah. I just think that's the big thing. I mean, anything, even in your dad's wreck, uh, Callie, it's just the curve. It's, it's what happens as soon as it hits anything that's not that street. I mean, there, and there's, even if it was a flat curb or grass or whatever, that, that's where the problem begins on, on that whole deal. Does it take so much away so from the show if they just put Jersey wall up? Cause I've, I've, most of the roads that I see them race on are fairly wide. So you, they could afford to put the Jersey walls right inside butt them up to the curb right, you know right. but does it take enough away from what the show that they're trying to put on and portray that they this can't is a great do question. that like i don't i just don't get it like i have a hard time I, wrapping how many I how many cars have to get tore up how many people have to get hurt like how much of that has to happen before they just add 
K just Jersey wall. You know, right. I, I don't know. Dude. Well, the cars know. are going I, so much faster too. I, right. I have to yeah. believe that the cars that they're like the, that are out there filming in a couple of weeks are dramatically faster than the original well, there's series. Nothing to, Justin Swanson is taking is taking the very car that he finished third in the points yeah. in. Like it's no different. Which hey, we watched yeah. go three eighty three. Correct. Right? Yeah. So right. at like, nearly two hundred miles well, an hour. So, so and I can back. tell you that I know chassis guys who are building shocks and struts for a bunch of these cars who have told me what the numbers are. <laughs> okay, from the data logs, what the um, pull on the, or on the street on the street on the street. Um, what they're what numbers they're pulling on the gauge in you know Oklahoma, what they're pulling in different track you know streets around the country. Dude, these cars are still hauling ass. Okay, yeah. on the street, yeah, it is insane ridiculous. how quick and fast they're going, and. It is like you said, Lyle. I mean, I'm, I, I intelligently, I will tell you that street racing is not smart and blah, 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 all those things. Right. But I street raced a lot growing up. Okay. And I wasn't Everybody in cars that were this fast at all. Okay. But <clears throat> nonetheless, I know it wasn't the smartest thing, but dude, now, like you said, when you're making jillions of dollars on this, it's different than if I put on a cash days at an industrial park in Dallas, right? With a bunch of six second eighth mile cars. And I'm yeah, not right. saying that's safe, no. but, but I agree with you because a lot of times this stuff, like we're talking apples and oranges, you know, and it's yeah. like, it's one thing for us to have a bunch of, and even people that don't, the uninitiated probably think a six second eighth mile car is slow because they hear guys like Justin Swanstrom and Dwayne Mills and whoever and else talking about and it ain't a six <laughs> second eighth mile car is a fucking hot rod. We'll get yeah, that's attention. a that's a fast car. And it's yeah. like to have that on some sort of, you know, to go back to Lyle's question. And I personally, JT, you're the hardest core probably fan of this show in the group. Do you think having orange and white jersey barriers would totally destroy because some of my favorite well, like pd small again. block I mean, videos have those barriers yeah. in them and before right. you answer jt okay the even the even just the concrete ones you know like so that yeah. they just look like they belong there you know right. not necessarily the water filled ones yeah okay right, yeah, right. right. Yeah, okay right. you know they caught they caught they caught a lot of hell when they when they first put up all the lights down through there you know which made it tons safer like they at least see now right right and uh but then novel, but that, and then that just starts, <laughs> that just starts the whole conversation, you know, of, of, Oh, this isn't real street racing. Well, no shit. You know, we, yeah. we got that now, you know, that they've, well, they've and then they park rental I mean, cars in front of each light stand. Cause yeah, God then, knows it's better for me to run into a Camry than a, <laughs> yeah, right. than a United I've rentals light tower. Yeah. Yeah, Brilliant right. safety <laughs> deal. Yay. Who was yeah. the rocket scientist? idiot that decided yeah, that like, was we, the we've, smart but idea. we figured out by now that the road's blocked off i mean they've got like right. they've got stackers no behind her. no like, that's not on, a block man. it's yeah. a city yeah. street yeah we just, and we all drove yeah. there from the waffle yeah, i hope yeah hopefully the cops don't see us i mean my god we just got our <laughs> stacker out here you know whatever jt'd be late because he'd still be in the bathroom at taco bell <laughs> yeah <laughs> jt'd miss chip draw i'd be i'd be trying to Trying to get myself out of there after you ran through the damn wall. Wow, <laughs> yeah. what are you dragging behind your stacker? Yeah. Looks like the Taco Bell drink machine. It's like JT holding the taco. <laughs> he's, got a, oh he's got a party pack. 
<laughs> my God. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, Callie, have they released any new rules to you guys? I know you, you may not be able to talk about it, but do you know anything about rule changes? No. we've. I know there's rule changes being talked about. Well, I hope so, because what this is rapidly turning into is what we thought NHRA Pro Mod was going to be, and that's an all-pro charger class. Well, and listen, my dad oh. is like – my dad yeah. is like kung ho, wanting to change everything up, and I'm like, whoa, Buster! I've always been turbo gal, and I'm whoa, Buster! Right now, it's whoa, take, Buster! It's whoa, Buster! Like, take a lot for me to change. I'm telling you right now, my car's at Larry Jeffers still getting fixed from the wreck, and he's it's taken all on him not to just be like, just call Proline and get a Pro Charger, because but I'm like, Dad, no, like. Whoa, it's gonna, if it goes that way, it's not. It's not going to be good. It's no, not. and I agree, and it's. But everybody's doing it, right? You know, I mean, you've yeah, seen, you've seen is. old turbo racers. You know, Daddy Dave was a pro charge guy to start with, so you can't really rope him into that. But, right. um, well, Daddy Dave everybody, is nice, my nice man first. because he, yeah. if it's a power adder, he'll take it. Right. And well, and I was going to say, can't nitrous goes on every combo. Period. If I if I get if rule. I get the opportunity to come over there and race, um, that's not something I put together myself or am a part of putting together. I'm not going to turn it away. Pro Charger, Nitrous Blower, any anything. But if Hydrogen. I have my choice, yeah, whatever. Uh, rocket ship. If <laughs> if I can if I could build my own deal though, I would go your route and put turbos on it and try to bring life back to that because we're yeah. seeing it go away as fast as it came into the show. You know, like that's mm -hmm. it's gone. Well, it's not yeah. completely gone, but pretty much everybody's building a pro charge car now. Mm -hmm. And that's not, like you said, that's not good. You know, we it's need, not good. you not need good diversity. Um, you know, I hope that what success we had at the end of the end of the NHRA season is going to bring some turbo cars back. Like you got to have that, or it's going to take replacing the Camrys in front of the light stands with C10 pickups or whatever. We're going to, you know, to try to bring some life back into this deal. Yeah. So along those lines, let me ask you guys a question about a shit disturber comment that was or post that was put up on Facebook that made me a little happy. Um, our boy, Steve Matuzic, okay, he put up a oh, post I saw with, this, actually. with a picture of the Mustang, right? I saw it. Which I, I love that. the Mustang. His old Mustang that, well, the one before was his old Pro 5.0 car, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But Liberty 5-Street Turbo deal. Yeah, yeah, clutch turbo car. Um, he put a comment in his post oh, he said, clutch turbo cars at night. Yeah. Those days are gone forever. He said, look, I can drive anything Stevie fast can drive, but can he drive anything I can? What do you guys think? Ooh. Um, I think <laughs> that Stevie is good enough to adapt and overcome. Uh, do I think he's going to get in it? go straight to the starting line and rip down through there, you know, no, but you know, and I, I'll go ahead, Lyle. But I think that I think he could, well, I mean, I guess that goes for any of us on right now. Like you give us enough runs and we're going to figure it out. But yeah. if, if Steve Matusic goes to the starting line in Stevie's car and Stevie goes to the starting line in a clutch turbo car, uh, Steve Matusic's probably going to go down through there and Stevie fast probably not. You know, right. But. I think that the thing that I find interesting and I didn't ever I can't remember who it was. Oh, it was Jason, uh, Jason Harris, PDRA pro, pro Nitra superstar, had a great run in pro boost here recently um, and a great guy, second generation racer. 
I remember interviewing him for the cover story of the magazine and it was like a, such an unfamiliar situation. I'd started talking to him about torque converters and you know, me, I was kind of driving my own narrative. Like, what do you think of all these automatics? Well, you know, blah, blah, you know, and I'm kind of bagging on it. And he goes, you know, Wes, uh, I've never raced a car with a clutch. <laughs> right. Oh, and I, thought, and I go, I get, well, first I thought, well, I better shut up and start trying to reel this back in. <laughs> yeah. right, right. You know, but, but I, but it was really, it hit me like a ton of bricks because I'm going, you know, we're in a different time, man. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like the people, Mike, we grew up vilifying anybody that raced with an automatic. I mean, my dad would fight somebody if he heard the word power glide right you know what i mean like those were that, that, words that actually is from. a cuss word power glide yeah it, power it glide was. is like i mean i may as well say i'm transgender or something <laughs> like it's very awkward yeah. and it's a whole thing and it was like literally i couldn't believe it when i was hearing this but i think that's much the case like i venture to say that well i know i don't know this but i'm very positive that stevie jackson never regularly campaigned a, a car with a clutch in it that's just a it's a it's a bygone era in a lot you of ways i had my pro stock license before i ever drove a car with a trans brake yeah man i mean that's a i mean thing. i would wow. like had a, yeah. stock and super stock and all these other cars always foot brake stuff or clutch. dude cars. i remember the first time i drove a car with a trans brake in it I let off the button and and the yeah. gas. You know, like you know what I mean. Yeah. It was just like such an That's awkward the thing. So, yeah. you know, I like, do have something to say about this. Scott Palmer, one of my dear friends, came. He's to awesome Nova human Kings. being. We love him. Yes, yep. came to Nova Kings in, in Texas with the Corvette. Literally, you can talk to him. He's like, I don't know how to drive anything that doesn't have a clutch in it. He's like, I suck. Right. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. So. I mean, you know, it just depends on the person. I mean, well, like, Callie, like, have you, you ever early. have I you ever driven anything that didn't have a that converter? Car the first time, Callie, I remember that. No, no, I, I honestly, I don't even know how to drive a stick shift. Like, <laughs> okay. stick well, but shift. here, interesting fact, and I'm not going to name names. It is 2021, but I'm not going to name names. But I remember having a conversation with Randy Meyer, right, who's legendary top alcohol or a fuel dragster racer and in uh, what's the word team owner yeah. um, guy has put more dudes in winning more females and males yeah. in positions to win than maybe anybody in drag racing history. I would argue that he's in the conversation for having put more people in a position to win than anybody yeah. else in this brand of racing. Right. I agree. At that level. Yeah. Um, he told me one time we were, it was in St. Louis a couple of years ago. We're leaned up against the guard wall. There's an, there's an oil down or something. And he says, man, most of the people that come to me that want to drive my a fuel car don't even have never driven a car with a stick shift in it. They couldn't even drive a Jeep Wrangler with a four cylinder yeah. and a five speed around a pasture. And it was weird because, you know, Randy's got those big like sausage link fingers. And he shakes <laughs> your hand and he makes you feel like a like a child, like a like a little girl, you know, because he's got those farmer hands. Yeah. And it's like to hear him say that. I'm going like, you know, that it's it's a weird it's times are changing. I heard well, Bob Dylan say. And un- until you know? recently, it's just very recently that unless you were going fast. You had a clutch, you know, trans brake and a converter. That was for bracket racers. That was for other stuff. It wasn't for heads up door cars. And that that's only a recent thing. Um, I can remember 
when we made the switch, Jay Cox, he's never driven a race car with a yeah. with with a clutch in it. And we had a clutch. We had the converter in our car. For some reason, we're still carrying around a clutch. If you know my dad, this makes sense. Like, <laughs> he, just thinking we switch this shit. We may yeah. switch this thing. We had we a Linko and a clutch night. in there in case we needed to make an overnight switch of our entire <laughs> program. <laughs> and, I love and, him. I yeah. love oh. him. So Jay looks over and he he, he said, Charles. What the hell is that thing over there? And my dad, I mean, but he was kind of serious. But that's that's a clutch. Jay said, "Will you show me how that thing? Show me how it works, or whatever." And my dad gave him like a little ten minute crash course on. Well, here's the discs, and this is the floaters, and here's the fingers, and this is how this works. Jay didn't know. I mean, and Jay's one of the baddest <laughs> door car Possibly racers in the, the world. One of the and best so, yeah, torque converter a, guys on the planet oh, for sure. You know? It's a it's been a, a totally different deal. But for guys like Steve Matusik. It's a point of pride to be able to drive that it car. Is. If you ask Steve like what the highlight of his life is, it would be, you know, the handful of full pulls that that car made because <laughs> of how volatile and hard to get down the track it was. I mean, let's be honest, that car, I mean, he probably needs he buy a CTE or something from the tire shake <laughs> of that car. It was so violent, but he oh, stuck dude. with it. He dude, he a, stuck mean, that thing in third yeah. gear in Vegas one year, and I guarantee you, Chad Reynolds is running a camera on some fucking. Or, oh, for me, sure, I watched some it. Scaffolding I watched down the it track. via Chad Reynolds it in third gear, and it cuts a donut. It <laughs> like, literally cut a donut, and then like and then back a spoiler out. into the wall, and that's all it crunched was the spoiler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean to fight that good fight, Quain Stott is another one that comes to mind. Dude. He put Ryder on his window because he was so sick of having to put a converter in his car. I mean, at those times it was you 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 had a Linko, even when they went to the air shifter to the uh, automatic shifters, that was a, a thing. Uh but to your point, Wes, about uh Randy Meyer, it's allowed so many more people, so many people to access the sport and go and win. And for him yeah. to be able to put people in those cars and for it to be a legitimate uh, way of life and a business for him, uh, you know, when you had just it, it was pretty brutal before when you only had clutches and, and manual transmissions. So Mike, you I was think gonna if I said I was going to have a a clutch only pro mod race next year, one race, Ennis, whatever, how many no cars are even in the yeah. country that could come? No, we, we can't yeah, find right? enough Linko parts to uh to, to get that going. I know that's Zero. what's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, have you time, have man. you been have you been down to uh Pat Musi's shop lately? To the engine shop the new or shop? Yeah. new shop? I haven't Just, been to the new shop. I, I, I didn't finished. know if you talked to him. I didn't know. No. But was he pretty wore out after all this? Oh yeah, he is hundred percent. He sounds more worn out than Lyle does tonight on the show. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty out there. Cover, you know? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah we I was to... gonna say I've got to I've got to get out of here in a second, but I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna plug my fundraiser one more time. Um, yeah. Yes. This is the last Where are week. Yeah. We What's the number at right now? Oh, and I owe you a thousand bucks. I gotta say. Uh, <laughs> I owe you a thousand bucks. Let me let me see if I can find it real quick. What is up. this fundraiser? I haven't even heard about it. Oh, Cali. So funny you should Callie. ask. Lyle's ready to yeah. tell us about it. So. Every year, um, the burn center that I was in down in JT, Augusta. Put, put Lyle on. Camera. Yeah, put the link. I'm on. trying to find it. And put the no, link. No, no, in make the chat. Like, make Lyle big. Talk, start talking Lyle. Make Lyle so every, big. every year um, around this time, the burn center that I was in down in Augusta, Augusta, Georgia, the JMS burn center at the doctor's hospital, 
Um, I do a fundraiser there for the kids that spend their Christmas holiday in the burn unit. Um, like I've said before, majority of the people that go into that burn unit were airlifted there or are relocated. Um, it's one of the, you know, the biggest ICU burn units in the Southeast, um, and the best. And, uh, their families have to quit their jobs, have to move from home. The bills don't stop. Uh, none of their day-to-day expenses stop. Uh, they just aren't able to work, you know, and, and the kids are in the burn center, obviously. So most of them can't afford to buy their kids Christmas. So they have a shop with the docks every year. Um, they fill the, one of the conference rooms, slam full of toys. The kids get to go in there and shop for their own toys. This year, a little different. They're actually doing it at the local Walmart. So the kids get to literally go to Walmart and go pick out their own toys, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um, but the ones that are able to, obviously, if not, their parents go, uh, and then they bring the toys back uh, to them in the hospital. So I do a fundraiser every year. Uh, I buy the majority of the toys uh, that are that are there for the kids. We're doing a little something a little different this year. Um, they've actually had a, a, a ton of toys given, I guess. And I talked to, to Sherry today, uh, who leads the charge down there, and we're actually going to give some of these families, just give them money uh, to help them pay – their bills and, you know, car payments and house payments and keep the electricity on at home so that when they do get out of there, they've got somewhere to go that's nice and warm. So um, we're going to be donating the money in several different ways. Uh, I have a local family, um, a wife and three kids, one kid on the way that that lost their dad and their husband um, just a couple weeks ago. So we're going to donate to them as well. So all of it goes to good causes around this time of the year. It's tough on everybody, even those that have jobs and you know it's just a tough time of the year for some people especially all that's going on the past couple years so uh main focus is around the burn center and the kids there it's called jms kids um and it's just a really cool deal i'm gonna do some videos i'm gonna take a race car down there and and do some stuff on december the 7th but that's the premise of what the uh what the fundraiser is about and what lyle what's the goal uh so the original goal i set was 20 grand um, we are currently at about 10 or about halfway there, um, which is awesome. Like this is the biggest one already. I think the most I'd ever raised before was like 5,800. Um, I set a goal at 20,000. We're at 10 right now with a week to go. I still have a week. Um, well, I'm giving you a grand and then guess what? I know somebody who has a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And he's Listen, out there working on a damn on dump right truck. Now. <laughs> Allie Mills' dad. Callie yeah, Mills he dad. works so hard every day. He's just doing yeah. right now. Callie's Mills' dad. Callie Mills' dad's outside just doing this. Making it rain into a dump he's, in the dark. He's cutting in holes the in the bottom of that dump truck. Like I know I yeah. put that million. Callie, dollars in here Callie, somewhere. here's actually, the most important hey, thing, though. Callie, actually, Wait. you guys, no. Here's the thing: the guys tear up so much. Don't dump say he's broke. Oh, hey. here we go. Oh, no, we've, we've oh my one guy today wrecked a dump truck at five o'clock in five o'clock traffic, rear ended another semi. Then we we are working on the toter home because after all the miles we put it on it, no prep king. By the time we were headed home to Bradenton, the, the rear end sounded like it was going to fall out. So if you were sitting at the back, you just put your headphones you in. You want to know what I hate, Callie? Callie, real quick. 
I hate when I've driven my toter so much that <laughs> yeah. the rear end's making noise. You know what? And you know what? It, Son you of You drove it so much, Wes, that, that you wanted Can to improve you imagine? the ride. I hate it when my toter so makes noise. Just, oh, but just a second. A third hey, tandem God, axle, randomly. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Gosh, but rear end and the toter's <laughs> making noise. Hey. We have an amazing sponsor, Baskin Truck Sales, that gives us all the parts we need to keep our dump trucks going. Shout out Baskin. So, yeah. Baskin Is it Carol Baskin? Oh, no. Okay. no. Hey, no. so here's the most important thing though, Callie. If we can raise 40 grand, which we only have a week left, I'm shaving my beard. If oh, we oh, raise 60 grand, Lyle and I will both shave our beards on the starting line at the Snowbirds. Simultaneously. I'm coming to that. Each other. 60 so, grand. Was, we need real money, people. We're going to sit across from each other with buzzers and take little bits at a time until it's all gone. <laughs> wow. but, and laugh like so, little girls while drinking Yingling Light at the yeah, same Chad, time. Yeah, Chad, so we're at oh, 81. Ah, oh, dang it. We're at 81. No, no, no. It'll focus. Yeah, it'll give, do it. What does it say? Yeah, give it a second. Eight, yeah, there we go. Eighty-one thirty-five. That's so impressive. That's, that's on the GoFundMe. I've got about. I've got everybody about, clap for life. Yeah, I've got about two thousand dollars that's been sent to my PayPal. Perfect. Um, so no, we're we're getting up there because I I won twenty-five hundred uh, in the burnout contest at Cletus. Take and us Cars. through that real quick. Seriously, I know you've got to go. Oh Mel, yeah. I'm sending you a heartfelt sorry right now. That's Lyle's better half. He married way up. Oh, um, way out part uh, of my coverage. Dude, yeah. oh, yeah. Real quick, to, I saw, I watched the live of you yep. coming on. I don't know how that even works or whatever, but you came yeah. on to the area where you so were I doing learned, burnouts. Oh, I shared the wrong one. I learned all kinds okay. of stuff. But that, like, this was a true Australian-style burnout competition. So well, what's in Australia? You're gonna have so to explain they, that. They set up like the little arena that we were in. I don't. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Call that a, I didn't learn that term. So skid, skid pad, skid whatever. What it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's bordered by Jersey Barrier, um, and this one, you come in from the left, or if you're looking down, it's like a flagpole, and the jut turn the little jut out turns to the right. So you come down the chute, you get her all wicked up, get some good wheel speed, and then you gotta tip it in. It's called tipping it in. So yeah. you you got to jazz her down through there, but you can't tip too early. So the professionals, the jut goes to the right. They turn to the left and slide it in backside, right? Like, oh, yeah, so, baby. Well, I wasn't trying that. I only got one test tip in, and I went, I turned it to the right like you would, took the nose in and spun her around, and it worked. So that's what I went with. But So you're judged on three different things. Your tip in. Smoke. So amount of smoke, consistency of the smoke. Did you have to stop? And then driver performance. So you have to use the entire arena. You know, you need to kind of ease your way around. And like a lot of people just do figure eights. You just kind of go in and go back and forth. And that's a no, no, uh, no wall taps. Can't hit the wall. And if you stop and have to back up like those are points. So there it's 10 points for tipping it in 10 points for the smoke. 10 points for a driver performance for a total of 30. I don't know how many wow, points really? I got. And, I just got and enough, blowing the tires is. Yeah, 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 yeah. You absolutely need to blow both tires. Like that's like icing on the cake, right? You know, so, you definitely got it on the smoke. And that's yeah. probably why so you sound that was, was I watched the video. I'm like, how did you even like see? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you is don't. there any strategy to the smoke, Lyle? Like, do you run certain tires? Do you run like. No, certain... just wheel speed. Like yeah. you, 
you know, that thing's uh it's got an LSA in it with a blower, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll turn 7,300 before it's on the chip and you just got to keep it right there. You know, like, 7,000 touch the rev limiter just a little bit back it off some because if you stay on the rev limiter just kick the belt off of it so you got to float it right around the the rev limiter keep moving a little bit do a couple of spin around deals and then make sure that you're out there in the middle when you blow the tires off of it and then obviously now my burnout trademark i carried two yingling lights Still trying to get that sponsorship. Really don't yeah. know what else. I can Come on, dude. But Come on. what else? I, uh, Come I knock on their door. Just go I knock put, on their door. We're going to. I put two yingling lights in motion koozies, got out on the car, popped those suckers, and did the old stone Steve Austin. Steve Austin. And I was, I was so fired up. That was real. I didn't put on. Like, I was so pumped up whenever I got out of that car. Because like I told you before we got on, the crowd was losing their minds. Like, it was unbelievable. Tell them what you I've, told us. You said it was like a home run in Yeah, it's like hitting a home seven. run in the bottom of the seventh in the bottom of the ninth in the seventh in the seventh game. You know, like it was unbelievable. Like that's football. The energy, right? the energy there was just it was crazy. Like I've never I, I literally I'm building a burnout car. Like fully. So I called compare, Chad like, I'm not, that night. Oh yeah. So yeah, we've already strategized and I have ideas for shit nobody's ever done in a burnout car. Like it's on. <laughs> Well, that's so, a big deal, like you said in Australia. Like yeah, Victor Bray, yeah, these yeah, guys, yeah. they'll build replicas oh, of their yeah. pro mod. Yeah, and it, sometimes if you're, if you're watching a video and you're like, "Oh shit, it's it's Victor Bray," then he starts doing this crazy. You're like, "Wait a minute, wait, it's not." Oh, that's oh, the, the burnout car. Dude, I mean, the they make them nats. look. And, they make them look so similar. Oh, and like Brasher Nats and all right. that, dude. These guys before Brasher Nats was a thing, and it was just a barbecue at his house. Like a buddy of his had a helicopter and would fly it in. They built a skid pad behind the house. And a buddy of his would fly in with a helicopter and shoot video of it. And like they'd invite all the neighbors. So the neighbors would come over and eat barbecue because they had all these pro level skid cars, burnout cars out there behind the shop. They're doing burnouts in the metal building. Like, dude, those I'm guys getting, are okay, insane. So it sounds like here tonight, Drag Illustrated's getting a burnout car. Lyle Burnout, Beards and Beers, which I'm going to bring to the Dragon Murder, Channel in the next couple of days. Um, we're going to get that deal made. That, that's beer. your deal. Beards, Burnouts, and Beers. We're going to bring that show to Drag Illustrator, whether these two like it or not. And then, okay. so I'm curious. I want to ask, uh, Lyle, there's some people. I watched this video, and I know you've got to go, but I watched Stevie Jackson's premiere this morning. Right, yeah. he premiered a video, and yeah. all I can hear is Lyle throwing helmets around, gonna beat the shit out of somebody in number 24. Yeah, yeah. I think you're yeah. probably gonna have to kind of take yeah. us through that and then so, you can get out of here. So, Stevie, so if you've never watched the 2.4 hours big again, of La Mullets, um, the 2.4 hours of La Mullets is just like the 24 hours of Le Mans, but way different and way cooler. Um, you have a team of two, a police interceptor style crown Victoria and one person drives half the race and the other person drives the other half. So Stevie drove first. Um, I'd gotten a bunch of test laps in on Thursday and was a little faster. So we let Stevie drive first. I was going to finish the race out and these guys in the 24 car, I think they were the boosted P boosted boys, boosted boy. Yeah, maybe. And they were, they had been kind of roughing it up with Stevie in the first race but I didn't really pay attention. Well, and then Stevie got in some trouble. We ended up in a backup car and I'm out there. I was passing some people, making up some ground and I caught up with the 24 car and I was a little faster than him, but couldn't really find a way to get around him. So I just gave him one of those little, you know, little 
little rubbins <laughs> racing move over. Got to go, man. You're in my way. And it happened to be right in the the start of the kidney, as they called it, or the chicane, or as Larry McReynolds called it on the live feed, the bus stop, like Watkins Glen has. But I got around him, and when we were going in the little stretch before you go into the other little chicane, he gave me a bump in the rear, and I was like, this isn't over. And so <laughs> I knew I knew it was coming. I was like, he's going to use me as a bird. Here I go, you know, <laughs> off to the side. And I was like, you mother. Well, then he spins out because he was trying to get around me again and then drives up in the side of me, puts me in the wall, breaks the tie rod in and ruptures the radiator in the backup car, and we're done. And I was ready to yes. fight. Like if I wouldn't have needed, if I wouldn't Dingling have needed my helmet, your head. If I didn't, if I would have needed my helmet for the snowbirds next year, I'd have threw it through his windshield. And I, he was saying some shit. Lyle was saying shit in the car. Right. And I couldn't even understand it. Yeah, he was like, I'm watching this video that Lyle or uh, that Stevie Fast posted this morning on YouTube. Um, because I'm out here consuming content, man. I'm part of the community. But anyways, the um, TV is or Lyle's like, blah, blah. as soon as I get out of this car, you guys can try to stop me, but I'm gonna split this homeboy's skull and punch him in the like, mouth. Oh boy. Yeah, and you they're know? like, I think they kind of thought. And at the time, I was not kidding. Like, if no, he I know you If his car would have been hurt, and he, I know you well there, enough to know. I was like, we oh, would have. This fought, is supposed to be funny, you know? but he's really mad. So, like, I walked off. I just went to the truck. Had Yingling lights. Yingling. <laughs> Yeah, I had Yingling Yingling. lights in the uh, in the truck. I went and got me one. Like five minutes later, I would have gave him a beer. But at that particular moment, I was ready to split his wig open. But yeah, I mean, Dude, I just, if you guys know us, you know how like fun and you know usually yeah, low key yeah. we are. But you also know that if y'all fuck with us, we will beat your ass. Right, I'm just I, saying it. Like, like so, there is some shit that has gone down at a few races and there is like, somebody's got to talk Lyle and I off the ledge or right. somebody's getting their ass beat. And that shit almost happened at an NHRA national event recently. And you know why Wes. <laughs> so I do. We, uh, so like the lap or earlier that in my session, I'd spun Tom Bailey out. I didn't mean to and like, you're allowed to have spotters. And I brought a couple of my buddies with me and gave them radio. two seconds. Can you tell us about, you guys had some hopped up, cheated up shit in the car, not cheated up because you can't modify the cars, but like what were, what was the game? And I know we're going to get you in trouble with, with Mel and I apologize, but <laughs> real, I, I just want to know like message. What stuff did you guys have in the car? Did ever w- tell us about that a little bit? Well, so we put a we put a uh, like a I think they're like twenty five grand or something. It's a an air conditioner out of a Formula One car that of course Stevie <laughs> has that I don't know where he got he that. But, and it's of like it weighs like six pounds or something, you know. And it literally blows like thirty five degree air. I'm not kidding. Oh, and man. so we duct tape it to the floorboard over in the passenger side and like run the hose wherever you need fresh air. Sometimes that's where the sun don't shine. JT's you know? just becoming a bigger yeah. Stevie fast but, fan every God few dang, seconds. Man. Why so didn't you have... feed it to the air box on the car? Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. I was because, thinking, I was like, no, oh, it so it's going to cool the car down. Yeah. Was, they were they were pretty strict about not opening it. They, Cletus McFarland was super, super worried about whether Stevie and I were going to open the hood of the car. Like he, <laughs> That's funny he though, found right? out that we were over by the car the day before the race and called his track guys and made them come run us off because he thought we were going to mess with the I car. wouldn't have opened the hood. I'd have drilled a hole in that son of a bitch yeah, and stuck well, the hose in it and went. It was just, ah, we just didn't have yeah. enough time to do it. But So we had that, and, and then I, we brought radios, and we had spotters, and like we were trying to do it right, you know? And yeah. But you got to realize that not everybody else has a spotter, you know? And like – 
when you're in that car with a full face helmet and in the little racing seats they have, you get in the, your mirrors are probably half of them are knocked off anyway. I mean, you can't see. So I duck up under Tom Bailey to get around him and he just comes down over top of me to go into a left-hand turn and I spun him out and I'm like, man, if he got really mad, I don't think I could do anything with Tom Bailey. No, like I, I, I think, think he's going to stomp <laughs> no. a mud hole in my ass. <laughs> I and think so, so. So after the race, he come off the track and I like run over to him. And I'm like, look, man, I, didn't <laughs> I just want to snuff this out, out but I, I had a spotter. Do yeah. Don't know Hugs if you free. did. He like, free, big no, guy. I didn't Hugs have a free. spotter. And he was like, as I was spinning around, I saw it was that it was you that was driving by. I'm like, dude, look, I didn't mean to. I was there though, and you yeah. just came down on me. Not a whole lot I could do, but he didn't really care. But I did care that the boosted boys or what, whoever the hell they are. Had do, you, do you do you got to go? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I probably should. All right, we better let you go because I want to ask you like a bunch of questions. But oh yeah, yeah we'll yeah, save yeah, it no, for no. next time. Yeah, we'll save it for next time. Tell Ladies Mel Bell we all said hello. Yeah, all... tell Mel we love her and thank well, you. We'll see you on Wednesday. Wednesday, everybody at yeah, PR. We'll see you on Wednesday. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Mike, I forgot. I meant to call you today. I got to get decals for snowbirds. Oh boy. All right, we'll work in. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take care of it. Ladies and gentlemen, Lyle Yay. Barnett. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Lyle. <laughs> Chad, you're not leaving, are you? No, no, I'm here. Whatever. Okay, yeah, I don't care. Right, I got well, nothing better got to do. Look what I yeah, found. Yeah, we, uh, woo. What do you got? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, hell. So take hey. us through that. Like, you did a great job on that. Like, uh, Rick Belden, uh, senior uh, photographer here. Yeah, at that's Drag an awesome shot. That's an awesome photo. Where you okay, have you had to be happy with literally that. all of them were so good. Like I know they he was were. he was like he was like I could get in big trouble for showing you these. Like literally right after we got done, he was like He's so dramatic, go- Mike. He I could get in big trouble <laughs> for showing you these. I don't care. He wouldn't get in oh. no trouble for no, me. No, he wouldn't get in any trouble at all, but yeah. I love that sales. He thing. takes everything. I love Bravo, Rick. All the Bravo. And I was like Oh my gosh, these are amazing. I'm like, I can't believe that's me. Like, how did you do that? Oh, that's funny. He's like, this is just the raw, the raw pictures. But he was amazing. Like, we had so much fun. It was just, it was the best time ever. And I'm like, he's coming to he's coming to PRI to shoot a bunch of pictures and go to he's gonna go to the party and shoot pictures for everybody. And so we're gonna work him to death. He doesn't know it. He thinks he's coming just to have a good time. But Ah. we're gonna. We're we'll gonna be, awesome. we're gonna we're gonna work him to death, he right, Wes? That's pretty much typically what happens. Yeah. He, I remember when he went to uh, Lights Out with me for the first time, and I said, "Hey, man, I want to go down here and I want to shoot like a ton of cover stuff, a ton of like major feature quality photos. So I need like vertical, wide stuff, um, landscape. You know, we we had a like a big list. Mike put together like a list of like nine hundred people that we needed to get photos of because you never know when someone's gonna have like their breakout moment. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we want to, and mm-hmm. we pride ourselves at Drag Illustrated. We want to have, we don't want to have like a. A picture of the car. A photo. Fo- we don't want to have a picture of the car, and we don't want to have some shitty staging lane photo. We want to have yeah. a really like well lit, properly lit photo of whomever it's going to be, Brad Edwards mm-hmm. or whoever it might be in that world. And my dad was, it was my dad was yeah. on yeah. the Your dad. Yep. You know, I actually yeah. shot that was actually West. That was a West. Book I shot that. Wow, photo. look at that. Yeah. It was. I actually shot. I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing. Like I literally just, I just like I put the phone, the camera on. Like I was just putting numbers out of the sky. (laughs) It wasn't a phone. CPM baby. I have no idea what I was doing. But um, but Rick, I wore him out. We went all over that place, and I remember at the at the like it's like a one a.m. in the morning. 
uh, one o'clock in the morning, we go to the hotel and he's like, man, uh, you guys keep a ferocious pace. And I said, you damn right. We do big. Yeah. Yeah. We still That's do. how we eat. That's how we eat around here. We keep a ferocious We're going to Waffle pace. House after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we fit to go to Waffle House, you know, but uh, I was so happy with those photos. Um, I'll tell you, Callie, I gave him – Rick's such a talented photographer, and he's great with he really whoever is. he's working with, with whatever the subject mm-hmm. is. And I told him, I said, I want these photos to be like Callie's a young girl. She's vibrant. She's full of life. She's passionate. And I want these photos to reflect her – her personality, but I still want him to have a little bit of racing. And the next thing I know, he's sending me photos of you in like some black cocktail dress. And I'm like, what are you doing? Rick? <laughs> like, I like what, like, can she hold a torque wrench or something? Yeah. I mean, like, these are like, yeah. Well, when, oh, he was so funny. Stuff, when he was sending me things, like he was like, okay, this is what we're thinking. And he sends me like a picture of a, of a Rolling Stones magazine with a girl half dressed. And I'm like, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I, I think I may have sent that to him, but I love I Rolling Stone. You know, like I just, yeah. I'm a big Rolling Stone. Well, they're way more liberal than I am. Um, yeah. But uh, I love what they represent. I think Chad appreciates, yeah. do you, Chad, you know, yeah. like what Rolling Stone represents in the media business is oh. like, they've done it right for a long yeah. time and yeah, they'll tell the, the stories no one of, else will tell. Yeah. yeah. And the breadth of, of subject matter that mm-hmm. they cover um, and the way that they do it, Obama, Bob yeah. Dylan, right? Like look, yeah. Lil Nas X, and, know, and, like, yeah. and the key to it, which is is funny, and and I know why you were doing that with Callie, is that they make every person that they feature a rock star, okay? Because they are a rock star in whatever it is they do, a million, not percent. even if they aren't literally a rock star, right? right so right. yeah, that's the whole point. So that's why that makes sense to me. I understand, but and I also understand why your mom and your dad are like uh, would be no, like not cool. Yeah, so. no, I was like, wait, no, like I don't even own anything like that. He's like, no, <laughs> not the post, the personality, and it was just funny. And he, I was like, okay, so you want me to bring my helmet? Like, this is what I'm thinking. When I'm thinking cover up drive illustrate, I'm thinking like a racing t-shirt and my my uh you know racing pants, which not really that's not for what I would prefer to wear in like on the cover of a magazine because <laughs> as you know, it's not the most flattering. But I was like, okay, and he's like, No, I want you to bring like he gave me like a list of three things. It was like something that you would wear to brunch, something that you would wear to like a nice dinner, and then and then just like a t-shirt it was like a t-shirt and um uh like my jeans which i wore like my uh like nice crew shirt with my wood jeans but it was just so much fun and he like really i feel like he got all my personality in the photo shoot and it was just it was fun it was a lot well, that's of fun. what we and, that's why we went with that cover i've actually got the mock-ups we started with some other photos that were more of our traditional style you know like yeah. waist up or maybe even like full body and like different layouts and then I kept just playing around and, and I dropped that photo in there and just, you know, the, the face, that's like probably the, the closest up photo they've ever used on the it's, cover. It's an and awesome just the hair going and, and everything yeah. and just the personality and uh, attitude on your face. And once we saw that, I kind of sent it around to everybody and they're like, that's it. We got to go with yeah. that. So it was with, with solid, the pink man. logo right over top. And yeah, it's uh, that's still probably one of the most popular talked about covers that we've done. 
Well, and I yeah, also and like that you guys, I love that you guys changed it to woman of power. I, yeah. I like that. I thought yeah, we, we evolved so. at the times. Let's give I mean, that, that was always Nate. kind of Let's the Nate original. Van Wagnon, Nate's yeah. idea. Nate, yeah. Nate our, our editor in chief, Drag Illustrated. Yeah. I waited my whole life to, you know, like I'm in a position where I can give myself my own job title. I waited my whole life to be able to put <laughs> editor in chief. And it meant so much to me. And I remember when I gave that title to Nate, like it sounds silly, but it's a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Drag Illustrated is my life's work. You know, yeah, 16 yeah. years of my life have been dedicated to this. And I remember when I told Nate, I said, Nate, I want you to be the editor in chief of the magazine. Like, I know it's important to develop you in our industry. And he like he's grabbed it with both hands. And he's done a great job of it. Hell, I'm going to cry. But he literally remember we were on a conference call. Our conference calls are pretty loosey goosey. <laughs> like we'll have these we have team, we have conference calls as like a lot. And we're always on the phone talking to one another. And it's normally like JT saying something about being like blackout drunk last night. And then Mike <laughs> saying something, Mike saying something about the Carolina Panthers game. And he's like in a, you know, a support group or whatever. And everybody's going through their whole thing. And Nate goes, well, um, I did want to pitch the group on changing the name of the hottest women issue to the women of power issue. And I was like, that's done. Good idea. <laughs> no like, further well, discussion. It was a, it was a good yeah, idea. It was a play on words from day one. I mean, when we when we called it the hottest women issue, it was kind of like it's up for interpretation or whatever you want to say. Yeah. But it was never meant to no. uh, strictly no. be about looks or appearance. But like as time as board. time went on, yeah. it it, it kind of like. I don't know. It, it, it got perceived oh, that way. And we knew we had to change it because that's really not what it represented. It represented women of power, powerful women yeah. in the sport. So, power, you know, like yeah. horsepower. Right, right, right. So it made, it made yeah. perfect sense. And it's like, I think Wes and I came up with that. We were like in our twenties or something and it was sounded cool then, but then like, Oh, somebody smart uh, I ripped and level-headed. Of, uh, like Nate, I th- <laughs> he yeah. came up with the I better version. I think I version. ripped it off a of Rolling Stone. I, I think yeah. they had like the hot list or something or yeah. the hottest. And I'm like oh we're gonna do the hottest women in drag racing done deal lock it in yeah and i at that point in my time it's so funny like you get a little older and you look back at the shit you did and the decisions you made you know what i mean and like i didn't even think twice i I literally would be like somebody would say like oh we should do this hottest women blah blah i'm like yep do it great idea like it let's roll (laughs) it's like now you know i'm really proud of it um the women of power thing like seeing how angie smith reacted to it this year yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd have thought we, you know, it was one of those moments and we need moments like that. Like having an ego is healthy. Like people think that that's like a bad word, the word no. ego. Yeah. But it's not like you got to have some ego self-worth. Is okay. Being egotistical is not okay. Thank you. There's exactly. a difference. Chad, yeah. right? Chad, you may have a permanent place here. And, uh, but I, okay. I mean, I believe that. I mean, it's real. Like you can't, it's yeah. especially in our sport, like you got to have some self belief and you got to, and the ego is healthy. And I remember, um, like how good it was for my whole group. Cause I look at, there's like a dozen people that work on drag illustrated every single day of their lives. And like to see them, like to see their reaction to Angie being so proud, like she was right. so proud and I'm going like, are you guys seeing this? What you've worked on all day and all night? Like she's over the moon about it. This is someone who's racing a pro stock motorcycle in the NHRA at the highest level of our sport. And she's doing backflips cause she was on the cover of our magazine. Do you recognize Yeah. Like, you know, because it, it warms my heart, you know, it really does. 
Well, and you know what? <laughs> I'm glad you said that because you're going to laugh at this one, but I know you'll get this. So tonight I got an email, okay, from this woman who wrote an email to us and and I don't know what her last... Oh, her name is Ann Toes, okay? And she drives an N-Stock, N as in Nancy, N-Stock Automatic 69 Camaro Convertible. Now, I have a 69 Camaro Convertible that was an NHRA Stock Eliminator World Champion car and all kinds of great NHRA history. So near and dear to my heart. We ran a photo gallery or a series of photo galleries from the Dutch Classic, okay, which is a stock and super stock race in Pennsylvania. And Joe Grippo, one of our guys, shot all the photos for it. This woman sent me an email and said, how do I buy the photos of my car? They're so awesome on the site. I can't believe I'm on Bang Shift. Like, and, and I'm like, this is just race coverage for us. Like, I mean, again, it's just a bunch of photos. It's not like you did like a six-page cover. No, no feature. But that's a great no, reminder. I mean, I think back, you know, chat. No, I do, 100% appreciate it. I think Mike does. Like, yeah. Callie, you probably saw what your dad, the links that he would go to. Like, all these folks are seeking is a tiny, little bitty bit of validation. I watched my dad yep. buy classifieds in National Dragster just to see his car in that magazine. He would price <laughs> yeah. it. It wasn't even realistic. You know what I mean? Because, and I, it was built and it's a great little like kind of conversation here because Mike, your dad, Charles Carpenter, like we all aspire to be him being on the cover of, of Superstock and drag illustrated being on the <laughs> cover of car craft, because like that was a status symbol. And I remember yeah. watching my dad, like, you know, have me write in. Do you remember the classified forms? You had to write like the L and they're yeah. like over the, all the little dashes. You had yes. to write it out and you, you paid based on character, like the characters in your classified ad, but that's how much a little ounce of validation means to folks. So like when we put someone on the cover of the magazine or put someone like a big feature or somebody, even on the website, like to, to Chad's point, bangshift.com, like to get a little bit of feedback from that, it means the world. It means oh, it like it's like, you know what? We're doing our job. Yeah. And and because here, look, we, you know, we live stream some of the biggest and baddest drag races, you know, in the country. Yep. And we take, you know, photos at your, you know, at cool, you know, drag races that have the least professional. And when I say that, I don't mean that as a dig. I mean, but the furthest from the best drag racing, of drag right? racing and yeah. is, you know, is the stock eliminator and super stock, you know, guys. Right. But their, their cars are awesome. Right. The original small tire drag racing, by the way, stock eliminator. Yeah, right. That's no doubt, um, man. And, and, and that's fun. Right. And I mean, look at the relationships. I mean, I know Callie and you know, you're the entire mills crew who I love. You guys know that. Um, mm-hmm. Because we were at all the same races and we're doing all the stuff. And the fact that you yeah. guys race at this high level doesn't mean you think anything less of somebody that races at the lower level. We're all fans of drag racing and that's what matters. Right now on TV, everybody, um, we have Scott Taylor going head to head with Lizzie Musi. She left on him. She's driving away from him. the car gets out of shape. Unfortunately, it's going to kind of up my story here, but I'm just curious um scott taylor takes the win over lizzie musi i think this is in the semi-final round yeah, i think so yeah yeah scott taylor's fast round. too man scott yeah, taylor, scott taylor knows, is he knows fast. What he's, he's doing. got a brand new car yeah, he's, he, but he, i just want to ask real sorry, quick man. of like no sorry mike but like 
and I'm going to throw this to you, Mike, because you're close with the Musi family. Um, but how cool is it, Callie, to see what Lizzie is accomplishing? Just like as a personality in our sport, I mean, this is someone who's sponsored by Edelbrock, sponsored by Lucas Oil, has an enormous fan following. I'm just curious, like as a young woman, you know, I've got a daughter that's seven years old and I'm hoping yeah. that she gets the, I'm hoping, I mean, I truly hope that she gets the go fast bug. Um, what, what's it like to have someone like Lizzie, you know, I mean, she's doing what she's doing right now is significant. It's not to yeah. be slept on. No. Um, she's doing <laughs> something big in our sport. What's it like to have someone like her to aspire to? Um, I would say Lizzie is paving the way for a lot of young women in our sport. You know, I watched her when I was growing up. Um, you know, she she was racing like top sportsmen, um, and then she moved into pro mod, and then that, and then she did the no prep king stuff. Um, and I think it's cool. Like I I'm a big woman supporter anyway. Like I don't really care who they're racing. Like I always cheer for women over men just because we have to stick together. And uh, so I, I think it's awesome. Like when we're at the track and I see Lizzie and stuff, like I always tell her good luck and we always hang out and talk and stuff. So I think it's cool. And it's really nice to have someone that, that like understands, you know, the women's side of things rather than, you know, cause it men, it's just like, Oh, we're all here just to race. And like, we're friends. I but think... It's nice to have another girl out there, you know, especially seeing where she came from. Um, and seeing, this? you know, that, that that I can do that too, you know. I'm curious, you know, we talked about this on the West Buck show like what three episodes ago, Mike, when we had Brittany Force on. And I yeah. kind of like threw it in her lap and I didn't even really mean to. I probably have got myself so that Brittany will never come on our show again. <laughs> um, I hope not. But I, I just kind of was as we were talking to her, I thought about, man, you know, young women in our sport encounter a lot of situations that young men will never encounter. You know, mm -hmm. and I was mainly talking about the fact that both of her sisters had left the sport of drag racing to start families. Yeah. You know, they they wanted to be mothers and they knew that in order to do that. You know, that's an experience that like, yeah, random young man drag racers not going to yeah, have. Yeah, no, ever. And it's funny because we actually like we had this um, talk at we were down with the Swanstroms when we were leaving Bradenton. We were sitting at dinner, and um, we were I don't remember what brought it up, but they were like, no, um, like Megan Meyer is another example of a woman that has left that's very successful in racing. Um, it's never like the the man has to like, not saying men don't give things up. No, but I mean, I honestly but, like in yeah, this, like, I that. think you can say it. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, I think it's fair. No, that is the one is making. Like, we actually yeah. had this conversation, you know, realistically, as a woman, you're, you know, you have until 30, 30, you know, low to mid thirties to like do all your fun stuff. And then it's like, Oh, well, now you got to figure out what you're you going to be a mom. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, I eventually want to have kids and find some sort of, you know, do that. But I'm texting Joey Oaks right now. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh oh, Joey. She hard. just said no, no, no. Yeah. No, I still have to. I have a, at least a few more seasons. So you do. I'm just, you do. I like, I want to travel, you know, and it's hard because we were actually talking about how women 
in racing, like, ex- for example, Lizzie, like Lizzie is getting, not that Lizzie's older, she needs to like go out, but I mean, you know, it has to be hard on her. Well, it is. Thinking, you know, you mean her and Connor are engaged now, they're going to get married. You know, she's going to want to, she's going to want kids, I'm sure. Um, but I'm prime time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I, I think, think it's a very interesting thing that, like, yeah, we're in like a kind of a unique position to talk about because it, it really does stink, you know, like yeah. because you have to do things as a young woman in our sport. There's a much narrower window, yep. of yeah, of your make time your to make your make your mark, and it's yeah, it's worth talking about. I'm curious, Callie. You're a beautiful young woman, and you look fantastic on the cover of the magazine, but. One of the things like talking, having conversations with Erica Enders, it has broken my heart to hear some of the things people have said to her oh. um, that I know, A, they would never say in person, but B, that they would likely never say to a man because it wouldn't cross their mind because they're not trying well, to actually, hit on it's them. Funny, right. It's actually funny you say this because there was a Facebook post last night that I fell asleep to, and it. I'm not going to say who posted it because it wasn't directed towards me at all, but people took it that he was, that the person that was talking was talking about me. And it was something along the lines of women getting sponsors using, using their body parts as for getting sponsors. And like, I can tell you right now that I've never ever like offered anything of mine to anyone, but it's just crazy. I have, how... I have, and it didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> no. didn't work a bit. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, trying. I've offered all. I mean, yeah. just keep trying. Yeah, but I'm, I'm devoted to it. Yeah, I'm gonna stick like, with it. I literally fell asleep. I was just sitting there reading comments and reading like through like what people were saying, and they were like, "Oh, you're talking about Mills Racing Golden Con." Like they didn't even say my name. Like these people have no idea who I am, what I do. Like. And they're just like saying Golden Kong Mills Racing. Like they, they see me on TV and they know the car that I drive is Golden Kong. So they're just putting, posting my name and like my car on there saying things about women getting sponsors using blah, 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 you know, whatever. I just, you know, I, I woke up this morning and thankfully it was all gone. Like the guy deleted it. And it, this is like a well-known guy that's in no prep change, which just has nothing to do with him. But it just goes to show how no one would ever talk to <laughs> no just one would ever say that about a guy you know what i'm saying like <laughs> no one would ever say or shun a guy for doing that you know what i'm saying yeah like, i think that's what you're have... talking about uh, the comments were asking what is different about being a girl in racing versus being a guy and i think that's the main thing whether it's good yeah. bad or you know it's just like an, an additional thing that you have to deal with constantly that that men just don't as far as I mean, it's everything, every, every person that contacts you or whatever, you know, you have to have this thing in your back of your mind. Like what's the, what's the intention of this or or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you get a message, you're like, Oh, well, and then, and then also I never, I'm a very big people pleaser. So I worry about what people think. Like if, for example, like if a fan is like buys a t-shirt and they're like, Hey, they send me a message. Hey, you're supposed to sign this t-shirt. I like freak out. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I forgot to sign it before I put it in the mail. You know, like I'll, I'll send them a new one. Cause I don't want them to talk bad about me on Facebook or whatever. But I would say like, just in general, it's hard because, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Also sometimes I'm just like, do you think before you write, like, wow. 
No, because they don't. People, you know why? Because wondering. people's parents don't teach them that if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all anymore. They don't yeah. because right. people suck. Okay, people so I'm going to say time. something real quick about Callie. So when she says that she's the people pleaser and like doesn't want people to think bad, she, you know this, cat. we've had conversations about no prep kings and getting on there and how forceful to be and all of those things in the past, you know, to get on the show. And, and she is always concerned about other people's feelings and making sure that, that she doesn't make herself look bad either. Like she's very conscientious about that. Right. Because it matters. And I appreciate that. And I love you for it, but you know, women are held to a different standard, right? Yeah, for sure. If, if, a, if, a you know, your family has more money than a lot of people that are, you know, trying to race. Okay. That is just a pure fact. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. If you mm -hmm. were a man and your dad, you know, had a bunch of money and was paying for a big race team for all of you guys to race. Yeah. There'd be some people that thought, Oh, you know, man, his dad's, you know, taking care of him or whatever. Yeah. It's 10 times worse as a woman though. As yeah. a woman, it's Lizzie oh, daddy's with that money a lot taking too. care of you. Well, yeah, and, yeah, she does. and that's so, bullshit because who cares? Your dad worked yeah, hard for his money. You work hard. You What people don't understand is that the level of racing that you did leading up to now, the reason you're doing the bigger level stuff now and you didn't before is because your father said, you can race, but you cannot race anything crazy because if you get hurt and can't finish school, then that isn't yeah. going to be okay. And yeah. I know I have had this conversation with him and yeah. you know, I'm telling the truth. Hey, we and got somebody, know that somebody's in here trolling thing, in the comments. You know? Yeah, look at that. <laughs> look, look at that. Oh man. So it's actually funny that we're talking about this yeah. because I literally had, so there were, there was a guy, I don't remember who it was, but it was in Bandemir at No Prep King. Someone was not talking trash on uh, Justin Swanstrom. Me and Justin are friend, like good, good friends. And me and Caleb Morton were sitting there and this guy comes up and he's like talking about how Justin's running on daddy's money. And me and Caleb straight up look at him and I'm like, well, we're like, well, we're running on daddy's money. What do you got to say about that? And you would have never seen it on his face. He did not know what to when we said that. <laughs> so it was just funny because I'll say right now, like, yeah, my, me and my family works really hard to be able to do what we do. Like, I will say one thing. You don't have a lot of women that are, you know, 24 years old. Like, my dad at No Prep Teams drove, flew home to work at the family business. And me and Kale Hancock drive the rig around. Like, Kale is 18 years old and I'm yeah. 24. <laughs> You're giving a freaking rig around Semi. the country. Yeah. Yeah. My dad and just noted what's the Boy what's the plates on that so we can keep a watch out on that yeah see oh, that coming, that, is there coming up behind you in the rear view mirror on the window or yeah what? yellow stripes on the <laughs> so, bumper it's just, it's just funny because we always joke about it like at like we've talked about this this morning with um and dad's like yeah he's running on daddy's money i'm like that's right but you wouldn't have that money if i didn't do the bill dirt the billing every month and you know if we didn't go home to work you wouldn't have that money that's what i was telling yeah and these but, deals yeah, like and, uh, and hey you just bought property you bought property daddy yeah. didn't buy property yeah. 
you bought property, which congratulations. All, all of these deals, people. no matter how successful they are or their sponsors, their businesses, it comes from hard work. The Muses yes. are the same way. They see, yep. you see Edelbrock, Lucas Oil, all these big companies on there. And those are all significant sponsors that they have to have to be out there. But it's also, you know, Pat's providing the engines. He's got a successful business that he runs. And he's, I mean, this man, he makes me feel lazy at 30 something years old. I mean, he's almost 70. He goes harder now than he did in his younger days uh, just because he loves it. He's trying to take advantage of the opportunity he has to go racing with his daughter for yeah. and you know, who knows how long. At that, any you know, true, event, I'm telling you right now, Lizzie has the best, like the best of the best, her t-shirt, the, all the merchandise, you know, that whole operation over there is just amazing. They're taking and, advantage know, and, of the opportunity. Yes, and that's yeah. exactly it. And why wouldn't you? you? Have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Taking advantage is, is, uh, is a word that gets misconstrued, but harnessing the opportunity, whatever you right. want to say. We had Swanstrom right. on here a couple of times, and, and he trying, talked he about is. that. It's, it's up to you. You have the platform now, but it's up to you to harness it and to make yeah. the most of it. And I think that's what I've seen, having uh, known the Muses for a long time and kind of seen Lizzie since she first started up till now and seeing what she's doing. Is she's become like a mainstream TV star oh, no, having to deal is. with the realities of that versus you know where she's where she started woo! and she really just wants to be a racer at heart like I think yeah. deep down inside she that's all she cares about is being on that track and racing but she's yeah. had to learn to deal with all these outside things and uh, I think that they're doing a good job of it overall but mm -hmm. it's it's certainly not been a walk in the park it's a uh, it takes mm -hmm. a lot of work and they're having they're having to work harder now than they ever have to really yeah. take advantage of the opportunity. But and isn't that, that isn't that isn't that part of life? Oh, yeah. sorry, isn't that ahead. part of life though? I mean, like, uh, you know, if your dad is a su successful farmer, you know, you're probably going to go into the farming business. You and know, you're going to have this right. moment your dad is where it's your turn to yeah. like take advantage yeah. of that opportunity. Absolutely. If, if, if your dad owns, if your dad owns, uh, you know, a chain of 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 car lots, you know. You're eventually going to take over these car lots. And if yeah. your dad's, if you're, my if your dad's dad, Brian, he's going to give you Brian like Deacon, a fifty dollar you know, gift certificate. And he's got his daughter and, and son racing. You know, like so yeah. what I'm saying is, is you know that's part of life. You know, yeah. Don't be pissed off at anybody. Be pissed off at your dad. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, dad. Damn you! It's like a therapy it's session in here today. It is a therapy yeah. session. I will say, coming from like a dad that you know he was pretty successful, the pressure is crazy no matter if you're like because let's say like lizzie was to go into it or i was to go into it i mean i was scared i wasn't scared i was just nervous at, you know like what if i'm this isn't what i'm supposed to do you know what i'm saying it's like just because you're meant to do that and everyone wills it to you does not mean you're really meant for it you know what i'm saying so yeah. i mean you you i mean you say yeah just because your dad was a farmer yeah you're supposed to be a farmer but you know what if you don't have the green thumb yeah so i think not green. i think that there's always no. that there's always that line of you know everyone expects this so much out of a person and so that just adds even more pressure like i'm telling you right now it would be a lot easier for me to come to in, in a family that has money that was going racing if my dad wasn't a racer you know, like if no one knew that my dad, if my dad didn't do anything, you know, I'm not expected to be any good if my dad, you know, I, don't <laughs> know, I just think the bar is set even more higher for Lizzie because her dad was so successful in racing. And 
And that's exactly Can you imagine what trying to say. walk in those, fill those shoes? Dude. Holy crap. Well, and think about it. So Pat, we all know Pat is like, you know, a larger than life character, yes. right? The dude, like talking to him is pure entertainment. I mean, the accent, the everything, right? The attitude. <laughs> and and Lizzie true. has all of that, right? Like, I mean, there have been times where that's got her into trouble. Don't get me wrong, right? But in the grand scheme of things, she's been raised to be the tough girl, you mm-hmm. know? And and so she doesn't take crap from anybody, you know? And more power to her. And And as you said, big, huge shoes to fill. I mean, yep. oh my God. What do you guys make? I, I'm going to cut in here. Like, look at, uh, did you guys see Jeff Lutz walk out toward yeah, the did. Christmas tree? Yeah. Try yes. to get the crowd into it. Yeah. What, don't, don't, Ryan Martin. I think that Ryan no. Martin uh, and uh, Robin Roberts. Yep. The cars both more move toward the center line here. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're following along on Discovery Channel, Ryan, you know, Robin gets out of it. Ryan heads over toward uh, the finish line and his $40,000 richer uh, $40,000, Richard, what do you guys make of the, that's something that I've went to one no prep Kings race this year, um, in Ennis a couple of weeks ago, not that long ago. And I loved seeing all the drivers down on the starting line. Can you guys imagine a scenario where let's think about like just Pomona a couple of weeks ago. Can you guys imagine a scenario where for the sake of like a fun story, it's Erica Enders and Greg Anderson on the starting line and like Dallas Glenn's down there walking towards the tree, hyping people up oh, and Kyle Gretzky's down there. And, but you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I think this is genuinely special what actually, we're seeing. Like, and it actually, it's amazing. people actually cheer back. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like whenever Ryan Martin raced um, Robin Roberts in the first round of the Dallas race, Justin Swanstrom, you know, he's in the points battle. So he's vested in what happens here. He's on the concrete guard walls trying to get the crowd involved. And I'm going, this is bananas. Like this is so good for our sport. I think there's more of a mentality over there of what's good for the goose is good for the gander or whatever that saying is. They know that these fans, if, if they're not cheering for them personally or cheering for their teammate or anyone out there yes. really, and their involvement and excitement is what is going to keep this series going and is going to keep their family fed. It's more every man for himself in an HRA, I think, or in any mm-hmm. traditional drag racing sense. It's more, I mean, these all these guys are all working collectively in one way or another, whether they look like they hate each other out there yeah, on the track or not. You know, Wes and well, I had this conversation on the golf cart uh, in Lyle's pit at the NHRA national event here at Ennis. And, um, you know, I, I was, I, I announced NHRA's unleashed series a jillion years ago, right? It's one oh, of yeah. the best drag racing Throwback. series NHRA has ever done. Right. And I announced that we'd run from 6am to 2am and it was a million cars and it was a riot. And I announced most of that race, every single event, on the starting line, walking on the wall, backing cars up, you know, interviewing people on the starting line. It was a riot. We had so much fun. NHRA asked me to come announce a national event at Pomona and basically wouldn't let me be me and do what I did. And, and they've dropped the ball and they're missing because what you're talking about is Chad Reynolds on the starting line. And I could make with one NHRA national event, I could make it that exciting. One event. All you got to do is shut up and give me the damn microphone and let's have some fun on the starting line because 
Callie is right. And you know, Callie, you've seen me do this at Tulsa and what have you. You can yeah. have a conversation with 50,000 people and they will respond right now because they all think you're talking to each individual one of them mm-hmm. and they will worship you for it. And they, these guys are doing agree, it right. Man. They're doing That's it right. That's what I think is the most interesting thing of this about this whole situation is that you know, it's listening to the, that none of what is happening with Pilgrim Studios, Discovery Channel, none of this is like revolutionary. It's oh. listening to the customer. It's being tuned in. You know what I mean? It's paying attention. It's really all it is. And it's having a real deal passion for what we're doing out here on the drag strip, whether it's the quarter mile or, you know, the thousand foot, eighth mile. I mean, it's yeah. it's Doesn't knowing matter. what's going on and having a connection to your fan base. I, I got to tell you, I left the Street Outlaws, No Prep Kings season four filming at uh, the Texas Motorplex in Dallas feeling just so excited, to be honest, like knowing that I had just seen the NHRA roll in here and pack this place out for the Texas Stampede of Speed. And, and just knowing that there are these segments of the of our sport that are so radically different. Yeah, but they're still crazy successful. I mean, well, it's it, It's insane to me. And I've also sat out at the t-shirt stand, you know, when my dad was doing, I still sell sell mine t-shirts, but you sit out there and you talk to fans and you see people come by and you talk to these people. And I would say probably 60 to 50% of them have never been to a a racetrack before. Like you're talking when you go all over the place, these people have never been to a racetrack. They just know, you know, I saw Ryan Martin on TV and I really like him and I'm his, I'm his, I'm his number one fan, or I'm, you know, Lizzie's number one fan or whatever. And these people are diehard fans. Like they will stand a million percent hours and hours to get a t-shirt and to get it signed. Yeah. So, I mean, and it, that part of it is good for our sport too. I mean, we're getting people in the door that have never even experienced racing. And if you can get one person at a race that's never been to a race before that's a win for me because as yeah, you know you're taking you're taking someone inside, from a different a different yeah. uh, uh arena a mainstream arena then you're making a fan of the person first yeah. then of racing and of the car second which is yeah. the opposite approach to everything else we do in drag racing so well, and closing, you know one of the like, things that we go ahead we, sorry sorry one of the things no, that you're we're missing that we're screwing up is that you know if I'm at the drag strip, whether it's no prep Kings or NHRA and whatever, right. Um, and, and a big tire car leaves the starting line and the thing shakes the tires, right. And it gets all out of shape and it goes toward the center line. And you know, the guy in the other lane runs it on down and wins, you know, that's an opportunity, right? That's an opportunity to be excited and all that, but it's also an opportunity to walk right out there and go, look, everybody, you see these chatter marks. That's what we mean. When this thing shakes the tires, it shook the tires it was up, it was moving along. And if you do it and you're excited about it, you're educating fans without treating them like they're idiots. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't need to treat people like they're stupid in order to teach them something. And you right, also agreed. don't need to make everything into some big segment about it. You can do this on the fly right. and keep the energy there. And people will love you for it because the more they know and the more they understand the more passionate they are going to be about this. It's well, one of those think- classic things of just trying to, if you're excited, you know what I mean? Like right. it's an infect, it's an infectious well, energy. You know? and I know I watched when doc was on the show and he was talking about NHRA versus street outlaws and how they 
Purdue. That was on this Kansas show. Story. Yes. <laughs> not yeah. it, not, not <laughs> any show, Callie. This show. That, sh- that well, shit was on this, this show. show. <laughs> on another episode. Sorry. And you guys were talking about it. And, you know, that's kind of like what the TV show does. Because, you know, when I come back Agreed. from the past and we shook the tire, I talk about the changes that we're making to the car or what happened on the past. So I feel like giving the fans that that little encouragement, not just encouragement, but like no one wants to go somewhere where they have no idea what's happening or, oh. you know, it's, it's, at NHRA, at NHRA, it's not so much that fans can't relate to it. You know what I'm saying? Like a funny car doesn't look like your car. And I'm not saying that all the No Prep Kings cars look the same. Looks funny. But- <laughs> right <laughs> but the no, no prep kings you know when you have people come back and talk about the past and they tell you what they're doing to the car and things like that i feel like it gives the fans a sense of like somewhere where they belong like they know like they, i know what he's doing to his car or i know what she's doing to her car and so it's on it's like they're getting the knowledge that they need enough to be curious about it so then they're like oh i'm gonna go check this out I saw that the No Prep Kings was coming to my home track. Let me go see what it's about. And then, you know, they come and then they're like, oh, well, I went there when the NHRA comes into town. They're like, oh, I went there with the Street Outlaws No Prep Kings. I'm going to go check this out. You know what I'm saying? So I think overall the knowledge that people are gaining from the show is going to be good for our sport either way. You're gonna get the let me, you're gonna get the crossover. Let me throw this out yes. here as like the closing segment, guys. And I want to thank everybody for being a part of this. Seriously, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I think I speak for everybody here tonight, including Lyle. Like having a, an audience and having people engage us in these type of conversations, it, it's the most rewarding experience in the world. And I'm gonna tell you, it is important. These conversations have to be had in an open, unfiltered environment. It's so important to the growth and the success of the sport of drag racing. So click like, click share, click subscribe, be a part of this conversation. Let us know your thoughts, your feelings, whatever you have to say about the sport of drag racing. It's important. These conversations have to be had for a hundred years of drag racing. These conversations have been had either in garages or shops amongst three, four, five, ten friends, and they no go they don't go any further than that, or they're had amongst a bunch of two, three, four, five people in Glendora, California, or somewhere else that that don't know what the hell they're talking about. You know, right. so these conversations are super important. And I I mean hand to God, you guys are waiting for the drinking game. Hand go. to God, Drink. I am Drink. very proud of what we're doing here because I truly believe Drag Illustrated, this whole group of people and everybody that we're associated with, Bang Shift, we're we're doing our level best to leave the sport of drag racing better than we found it. For and sure. I think we are succeeding in that goal. Last question, Callie, I want to throw this at you. This is something that we've talked about with Justin Swanstrom. We've talked about with a, a handful of other people, Alex Laughlin. I believe, like it or lump it, as Ricky Smith would say, <laughs> no prep kings, street outlaws, no prep kings is amongst, if not the biggest platform the sport of drag racing has to offer in 2021. And I want to ask you, Callie, and we will all kind of react. Um, is this the final frontier for you as an up and coming aspiring young drag racer? Is your aspiration more so to become the next Lizzie Musi or the next Leah Pruitt? Um, I would say I 
I would want to be Lizzie Musi. Um, but I've always wanted to be a pro. I've always wanted to run pro watch. Like that's, that's where my end goal is. Um, so I would say, yes, I think this, the whole, the goal, me driving in the big tire, the big tire car, I feel like is a stepping stone to getting to drive a pro mod. So I think that Lyle Barnett and, uh, and Callie Mills, you know, teammates in pro mod 2022. In the end, if the street outlaw thing doesn't work out and we don't get to do it for a few years, I I want to be in pro mod ultimately. So, um, dude, yes, I love that answer. Top fuel or funny car or anything, but I want to do, I want to run pro mod. You so, want to run. You want to run pro mod at the highest levels, which would yeah. be NHRA, NHRA pro mod. Or, yeah. But that so this actually. NBK. I mean, listen, you've, you're actually serving like both of my needs here um, because I love. I want. I get frustrated sometimes when I see the Ricky Smiths of the world, the the Lyle Barnetts of the world, the Stevie Jacksons of the world, like not really getting the shine I think they deserve. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I get yeah. my stomach gets knotted up, and I'm going. These guys are superstars. Like, well, God, see, but, I always like. Well, thank I you. When I was like younger, I always loved Erica Enders and Melanie Troxel because Melanie, you know, yeah. she was she ran top fuel for a little bit, but she was pro mod. Like, she was a pro pro mod gal. So, I I want to end up in pro mod. That's where I've always been. One I wanted to go. So I think the shootout, like the no prep team, still is definitely going to get me a fan base. And like if I get on the show, then that's great. And if not, then I'm trying to go pro mod racing. So very cool. Hey, dude, all I want to do makes is, me so I happy. I just can't even you know tell you. <laughs> like all I'm trying to do is race and have a good time and see my friends and uh, get to do that. So. Well, God bless you, yeah. Callie. We, we're, yes. we're huge fans. Thank you for your time tonight, Chad. You are a surprise, incredibly welcome addition to the show, and I hope we do this a whole lot more. I'll I appreciate call you tomorrow. being here. Seriously, you know I love the show, and I really appreciate you guys having me on tonight. Thank you. I've had a great time. You know I love doing this stuff. Oh, it's, this shit is bonkers. I can't believe we, we get to do get this to and call it work. Very much, but no, I have we no told idea what happened. You. Let's uh, Curtis Thomas is one of our like regulars that watches every time we do a show, whether it's Monday, whether it's Sunday, whether it's Wednesday, maybe he can text us JT. Perhaps you two can jump on the phone and we can find out what actually happened on the show tonight. So uh, sorry. To, I, I finally uh, got it. It's actually on my computer screen. So I did see. The, I watched like, it on my break. iPad. Yeah, yeah, I watched yeah. it. And it's, I got, yeah. I got football on over here and I got the show on over here. Oh, see, What's the football right game? Here, the Ryan, Kevin Stevenson. Yeah. Shout out to Kevin Stevenson. He runs the at Street Outlaws spoilers page. Um, Ryan Martin won. Um, it was cool to see. I mean, there was there was actually some great storylines in this uh, episode. We saw Lizzie Musi bring back Bonnie, the '69 Camaro from Robert Hayes Racing, um, and look good doing it. I mean, it, it's going to be mm-hmm. fun to watch. I think Callie, maybe we can get you back sometime soon, Chad. I'd love to yeah. get you back sometime soon. Yeah. This get is a ton here. of fun, and I, I appreciate you guys. I know it's Monday night. We've been on here for two and a half hours. Just thank you guys so much. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. A lot. It was thank a lot you. of fun. Yep, thank you. Thank guys. you so much. I appreciate you God guys bless, having me man. for sure. Thank you guys. Yep. Appreciate thank it, y'all. fellas. Oh, and Callie.